Time to grab a snack, pull up a chair, and pass the remote. I'm James Chalmers, and with me as always is my lovely co-host, Tana Chalmers. Hello! And uh, still no Nick. So we'll get through that really quickly. Basically, we've been back in Australia for almost two weeks now. Yeah. This is coming Saturday, two weeks. Last week, obviously, uh, we went back to work, and we're pretty tired, so we just decided to kind of wave the whole episode. And uh, and this week, Nick's, uh, Nick's working on a thesis, which is pretty yeah. full-on stuff. Uh, I've never even completed a university course, and you've never had to do anything. I mean, you've done two courses, but you've never had to like do a thesis or anything. So no, because I didn't do a masters. I just did a degree. No. So he's uh, pretty hard going at the moment. We're going to try and get him back as soon as possible, but obviously education takes precedence. So it may just be a couple of home shows with Justine and I for the next few episodes. But Nick will be back, and he'll give his little reviews and. And type his part of the Infinity War thing uh, when he's good and ready. So, but we do have puppies. We do have puppies. Yeah. Because uh, we're recording live from the couch. Where the puppies <clears throat> are sitting. Well, one of them. Luna's oh, running around. Um, we have a ton of stuff to go through. This might be a pretty long episode. We'll see how we go. Uh, it is the night before... Well, actually, technically Infinity War has released. It was the night before Infinity War. <laughs> all through the house... James wasn't checking the internet in case of Oh, you know spoilers. what? Like, I'll say that. Like, I went on, I had to go on the internet upstairs for a second. So I had to check something on IMDb. Because I'm like, guys, oh, I want to make sure, like, the latest Brooklyn Nine-Nine episode is available to stream. And I went on the IMDb front page. There's a window that spoils me about Infinity War. Oh, that's really unfair. And I don't know whether it's a spoiler or whether it's, like, a kind of like a hypothesis or whatever. Oh. But I'm like, come on, IMDb. You are literally the biggest database in the world. Mm. You're an American site. And that movie hasn't even come out in America yet. That should not be on your front page. So, I mean, that being said, the information they did release, I had a pretty strong hunch that was going to be the case anyway. Well, I won't go into any more details because I don't want to ruin it for anyone else. But I was like, oh, I kind of figured that, but still, I'd rather find out through the film. Mm. Uh, So they had their premiere the other night. It officially opened in Australia today, much to the displeasure of Karl Stefanovic, but whatever. Maybe Uh, he can go fuck himself. um, And we're going to catch it tomorrow on Thursday, so... Before we get to that, we have a few things to talk about. Some news. We have some Road to Infinity War stuff to talk about. A lot of it, because I think the last time we spoke, we'd only seen Thor: The Dark Worlds. But now, everything has been watched, so we got there. Everything has been watched by you. That's true. Some of the things have been watched by me. Mm. There are so, but you watch most of them, I would say, and you watch ones that I really like. You gave second chances where I didn't think you would. Mm. So that's still good job all round. Let's dive into some news. When my Little page jumps up. Okay, so let's start. Let's take a break from the comic book stuff because we get very comic book heavy pretty soon. Um, last year, there's a little movie that came out that broke all sorts of records called It. Um, they're working on the sequel right now that's going to come out next year. And even though no one's been cast, I don't think, they were looking at Jessica Chastain to play the older version of the young girl. Apparently, Bill Hader and James McAvoy are in serious talks to join that movie as well. So. Cool. 
shaping up to be quite an all-star cast if they do get those people. That's, um, yeah. You haven't seen that first It film, no, have you? No, I have not. It's really it's too scary. It's, not, it's actually not that scary. Like, I'm trying to think. Cause you didn't, there's a movie I'm going to review later which you didn't watch yet, but I think you could handle it. But, uh, but you watched Get Out, and I would say, like, even though Get Out's not scary, like, it's very, like, heart-pounding. No, but the thing is, um, even though we've been together for almost 11 years, I still feel like when you suggest horror movies to me, you still don't understand this. I can do gore, I can do a psychic it's killer, a supernatural. I can't do supernatural things. I agree. So if it's literally like one of those things where he's like, he looks down from his, he's at the sink, he looks down, he looks up and there's something in the mirror behind him, I can't do that. There's not really any jump scares in it, which is what a lot of that mirror stuff is. I haven't watched it in a little while, but um, it's... Um, it's a lot of like kind of fake outs where you think there's going to be a jump scare and there isn't. And even though it's supernatural, it's kind of he's kind of just like a boggart. Mm. This is kind of like an evil. Well, I mean, boggarts are evil, but I guess yeah. like just a boggart ratcheted up a couple of notches. But I was sitting there and look, they're, they're definitely most. Also, what... children. Children are creepy. I can't deal with creepy children. Oh, there is that. But that was in the trailer as well. Like there was like. Was... Yeah, I couldn't watch the trailer, James. Okay, well then, okay. I still think you could. But anyway, um. Most of this is comic book news, actually. But we'll hit a couple of serious ones as well. Uh, we have we lost two, we, had, we lost three people actually over the week. Two of them movie related, one of them not. But I guess we should highlight that as well. Um, I never listened to any of his music, but Avicii died yeah. over the weekend. He's like twenty eight yeah, years old, yeah. so apparently been having health problems for a while. Like mm. he stepped away from music to I guess focus on his, his health, but passed away. That's super young. So even though yeah. I don't know much about the guy, like obviously that's heartbreaking and horrible. Um, on the other end of the spectrum, someone who is much older, um, most people should know the name, but if you don't, look, I'll explain who it is. Um, there was an actor named Ali Ermi, um, and he passed away. He's probably most, uh, famously known for his role in Full Metal Jacket, the Stanley Kubrick film, where he played the drill sergeant, and he wasn't an actor at that point. He was literally just, like, from the army. Yeah. After they wanted realistic performances, he was so good, Kubrick was like, yes, you need to be my drill sergeant, like... Um, that's an incredible performance. Uh, he was also in a couple of Texas Chainsaw remakes. Um, he was in one of my fav- one of my favorite of his roles in like a little known film called Evil Woman, mm. um, which was also in America called Saving Silverman. But he played like the coach who was kind of this maniacal, just this maniac, I guess, this crazy yeah. person who took sports far too seriously. Um, so he, I think, he passed away at the age of seventy four. I want to say. Do we know what he passed away from? Uh, at the time, the uh, the information wasn't out, and I haven't checked in a couple of days. Mm. But uh, but he was he was seventy four. Uh, the other person we lost this week was a, right in the middle ground at forty nine years old. Uh, Vern Troyer passed away. Yeah, that's right. And if you don't know that name, which again I think most people our age or older would know, but if you're a bit younger, you might know. Um, he played Mini Me in the Austin Powers films. Yeah. Um, and I was thinking about this the other day. It, it's funny. I was thinking about a couple of things. Before he passed away, we were watching an episode of Would I Lie to You, like, literally the night before, and mm. Warwick Davis was on. Mm. And I was like, wow, I was like, Warwick Davis has done really well. Like, cause I know that a lot of little people um, mm. tend to have health issues and, and can pass away from complications. Yeah. But I also know that, um, or I've heard that, like, the suicide rate is much higher as well because oh, okay, because of the yeah. complications. Mm. And also, they just find it, I think, hard to kind of assimilate into, into society, so they have a lot of issues. I was like, wow, like Warwick Davis, like he's still chugging along. This is awesome. It's like him and, and Vern Troyer, like mm. they're like the only two. And then literally the next day, I was like, I cursed the guy. 
I shouldn't have thought that at all. Well, um, Warwick Davis actually has like a um, production company mm. that's for for little, little people, people, yeah, sort of absolutely. Like that, and he gets them all jobs, and so like um, I think I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I think uh, Vern Troyer played Grip Hook in the first Harry Potter movie, yeah, the one where it does Mr. Harry Potter have his key, whereas yeah. um, Warwick Davis played Grip Hook in the later movies. Well, I also um, wonder whether but... maybe Vern Troyer. Maybe he didn't voice it. Maybe he just was a stand-in for him. I don't know. Yeah. I have to look it up. But um, there's this uh, part of the documentary, um, the Harry Potter documentary, on one of the DVDs. I feel like it's Deathly Hallows. Mm. And um, Warwick Davis like um, is taking us through like the set and everything. And he um, has like all of these... Um, uh, because it was the... I think it was the scene where they released the dragon mm. in... Um, Gringotts. Um, in Gringotts. Yeah. And so, like, um, he's like, oh, you know, I because I have this production company, like, I got all of these little people jobs. Yeah. Sort of thing like that. Um, and um, he discusses it some more. It's been a long time since I've seen that doco, so I can't really remember a lot of the info. Um, but, yeah, so, like, he's, like, really a big sort of, like, advocate for um, actors in the industry yeah, absolutely. Um, getting jobs. Yeah, definitely. Thing. Um, I was thinking about this as well the other day when I heard the past. I was thinking about the Austin Powers movies because only in the second and third one he was yeah. in the first one. And the more I thought about, it, I was like, wow, I wonder whether you could get away with that these days. Like that joke, I feel like. Oh uh, yeah. I feel mm-hmm. like I, I don't find anything wrong with it. Like it's like they're spoofs and they're kind of campy and they're meant to be silly, and they also go out to be mildly offensive, like not in your face offensive but they definitely go out to kind of subvert the, the genre or whatever yeah but I feel like a lot of people today be like you can't do that anymore like, yeah. it's a different era mm-hmm. um, but uh, but yeah so we lost our yeah, Ventroy as well um, we'll move into some some happier news well I don't know if it's happy or not it's definitely happier than what oh we... wait hang on a second um, Grip Hook isn't does Mr. Harry Potter have his key no, Grip Hook is lamp please yeah. key please yeah yeah um, and yes, he does play him. Uh, Maleficent 2 is in development. Oh, really? Uh, I still haven't seen the first one. I remember you watched it. Mm, it's good. I, um, yeah, I haven't got around to it yet. I'll get there eventually. Um, the only thing I'm a little concerned about, because everyone's coming back. It's Angelina Jolie, it's Al Fanning. Um, I think there are other people. I can't remember. I've never watched it, so I just know those two main people. Um, apparently in the process of casting the villain, which to me is like, Maleficent's the villain. Why do you need to cast? No, so like, um, I don't know. Like, she's an anti-hero. See, I don't like that. Like, I watched the original Sleeping Beauty last year for the first time, so I finally got to you know mm. see the original Maleficent, and she's like evil with no motivation. Like, she's just evil, and yeah. like that's amazing. You very rarely get that anymore because everyone has to have a story and everyone has to be humanized. Mm. Like, she's just so brutal. Like in this nineteen fifties cartoon, I could not believe how scary and stuff they went mm. for it. And then when I'm here, like, oh, you know, she's she's not really, she's misunderstood. I'm like, no, like, it's one of the rare, like, really cool Disney villains. If they did that to, like, Scar in Lion King, I'd be so... Uh, well, it's not that, no, I think anti-hero is not the right thing. It's been a long time since I've seen that movie, and I saw it on a plane as well. Mm. Um, so, because she is, from my memory, she is evil by the end of it, because yeah. she does all the evil things. But, like, she wasn't evil to begin with. She was made that way because of the way that people treated her and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, um, but I don't know. If the movie is from her perspective, 
Yeah. Then maybe her villain is actually the hero? Do you know maybe. What I mean? Like, it sounds like they're going for, like, a real villain, though. I mean, I heard someone suggest that maybe, like, well, maybe through this new villain's actions is what turns her completely evil. Yeah. Like, that's one way to go about it. I just don't want her to be, like... I don't know. I don't, I don't have that many stakes, and I'm not like, oh, if they don't do this, my yeah. life will be ruined. Yeah. But I don't know. It's... Some villains... Like, sometimes, like, you just want a villain to be a villain. Yeah. Uh, like, that's what's so great about, like... Freddy Krueger or Leatherface. Jason's a little bit more sympathetic, but when you first met him, like I know that's a completely different genre, but like when like we're gonna see Infinity War tomorrow, and I don't mind if Thanos is complicated. Like there's been talks about like you know his planet was destroyed and stuff. He's trying to make things right, but he's going to right. like that's different because he's mad. Like I don't care about that. Like in a movie like that, I want a little more complication. But I don't know like Maleficent always kind of just represented evil to me. So don't like don't wimp out on it. Like just go for it. Yeah. Um, let's jump into all the comic book news. Um, so, the show, there's a show on TV at the moment called Preacher. Yep. Which was written by these two guys, Garth Ennis and Derek Robertson. They've got another comic book being adapted by the same people who did Preacher called The Boys, which is a series I'm reading currently, which is really, really good. Mm. It's kind of like, I think I've talked about it in the show before, it's kind of like, like, X, X-rated Justice League. Like, yeah. super violent, like, very sexually charged, um just makes fun of the genre, but, like, in a really fun way. Um, they've cast some more... Uh, they've cast a few characters already. Uh, they just added the lead, or kind of s- equal lead, um, for the group of the boys, and that's Carl Urban from Dread. He's going to be playing Bill the Butcher. So anyone who knows what I'm talking about should be excited, and anyone who doesn't, still be excited, because it's a great idea, and he's great. Uh, and that's I'm it. not excited. <laughs> well, you should be. Well, you probably won't, you probably won't watch it. It's like, if people thought, like, Kick-Ass was too dirty, just ne- don't read The Boys. Because mm-hmm. The Boys is, like, so much worse. <laughs> but it's great at the same time. Um, Steven Spielberg is finally directing a comic book movie. Oh, wow. Um, What's he directing? It's a DC property, mm-hmm. and I had never heard of it. In fact, a lot of people who were talking about the news hadn't heard of it either. It's a comic book called Black Hawk. Okay. And I was like, okay, like... Like our dog's dog food? Yes, exactly. It's a dog food <laughs> commercial. Um, no, but when I heard what it was, I'm like, oh, that makes sense. Apparently, like, it's a World War II pilot comic Oh, book, okay, yeah. Which makes total sense. Like, yeah. the dude literally only makes World War II films, pretty much. Uh, but still, that's cool. Like, if Spielberg's making comic book films, then maybe we'll get some even more, kind of, premiere filmmakers jumping on them. Um, three more stories. Uh, Marvel, in a surprising turn of events, maybe not so surprising, but I didn't see it coming, uh, will not be presenting at Comic-Con this year. So every year at Comic Con okay. in San Diego, they have like their big panel yeah. in Paul H, mm. and everyone presents. And um, this week during press, Kevin Feige, the head of Marvel Studios, uh, was like, "We're not going to do it this year." They're like, "He was like," and we... they said, "Why?" Yeah, he was like, "You know, Infinity Wars that's about to come out. It's the everything we've been working for for the last ten years. We don't want people just discard it and wait for the next thing. Like we want, people uh, okay, to, we want yeah. it to settle in, let everyone enjoy it. Yeah. Like we'll still be there, and you know we, we'll like have like you know you'll be able to come and see some stuff. But it, we're not going to be announcing anything. There's not going to be any, like kind of movie. Like also the other thing is like Phase Three ends next year. The last film is Avengers Four. No one knows what's happening in Phase Four because they said the next Avengers film, the title alone would be a spoiler for this movie. Okay. So they're not announcing anything. So like, apparently, like, the end credits of this movie... Avengers reunited Inter- after Thanos is defeated. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Well, some people think it might be like New Avengers, which was uh, a comic yeah. book. Some people think it might be, um, uh, what was it? Like Secret Wars. Some people thought it might be Annihilation. Uh, all these different titles. Um, but like, apparently, we're not even going to find out what's called in the credit sequence. So, like, they're not going to announce in the credits. They're going to announce it sometime later on this year, maybe. Um, which is pretty ballsy, because like, the film comes out, I think, in less than a year. Like, yeah. We're less than a year away from the... Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, so the only thing they've got coming out between now and then is Ant-Man and the Wasp, and then Captain Marvel and its Avengers 4. And Venom. Venom's not them. Oh, yeah, Venom Sony. Um, yeah. We'll talk about Venom soon. Mm. Um, yeah, so they're not just not going to do it, which is... Both good... Like, interesting... Like, it's interesting. Like, I'm kind of bummed out because I'm always looking like it's my favorite like I've said on the show before it's like Christmas for nerds like that's when all the big trailers come out that's when all the news but it does leave a great spot for DC to really bring their A game it's like right you have no competition this year like Mm. Fox never brings anything Sony's not bringing anything like come in show us your Aquaman trailer show us like some Wonder Woman 2 stuff I mean Mm. that's not a film but like maybe do that show us some Shazam because they're shooting Shazam right now and maybe tell us what's going on with Batman. Like, is Ben Affleck in or is he in? Like, this is the time to do it. Like, you could just... They could own Comic-Con if they play it right. So, disappointed there's not going to be any Marvel, but it totally makes sense. And I'm okay because we're literally about to go and see the biggest film ever made. Yeah. Um, Kevin Feige had other things to say about the future of Marvel as well. Um, uh, because they're obviously talking about these new films they're going to do and what to do next. A lot of people also think that maybe after Phase 3 ends... They're going to do a lot more cosmic. Like, obviously, Guardians was the gateway to the cosmic. And now we have Captain Marvel as well. And so they're talking about characters like Nova, who's a really cool character. Um, so if you remember in Guardians, there's the Nova Corps. Like, yeah, that's right. He's, like, the last surviving member of them. And he, oh, okay. And he has, like, his name just happens to be Nova, or is he named after the I think Nova he takes because he's the last I think he remaining. takes the name like, kind of yeah. to honour it. Yeah. Um, the Eternals, which is kind of linked in it's with... It's such a shame that the Nova Corps gets destroyed. Well, they're still, they're still around. Like, at the end of the first Guardians, like, a lot of them get destroyed. But, like, they're still there. Like, I was watching, um, Guardians 2 this morning, actually, and I did see a Nova ship flying by in one oh, scene. Okay, so they yeah. still are around. They yeah. just copped a pretty tough blow. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Nova, um, the Eternals, which is, yeah, tied in with the Celestials, um, and then Moon Knight, who's kind of like Marvel's Batman, even more so than Daredevil. So, there's a couple of things he hasn't like said this is definitely happening, but they're things they're considering, which is cool. And now, let's get to the most disappointing news story of the week. Mm-hmm. Remember, this, around this time last year, maybe a little bit later than this time, maybe towards the end of last year, James Cameron, uh, world-renowned, famous, loved director James Cameron, who did Avatar and Titanic and Terminator, yeah. came out and was like, I think Wonder Woman is a step backwards. I think Wonder Woman is a very good film. It's an insult to women. Like, he said all these horrible things yeah. about Wonder Woman. Uh-huh. I remember. This week he came out, literally like days before the premiere of um, Avengers Infinity War. He's like, I really hope everyone starts to get Avengers fatigue soon. James and- Cameron can go screw his own head up his ass. And people were like... Oh, wait, sorry. It already is. Yeah. And then he was like, don't get me wrong. I love them. But, you know, come on, guys. Like, enough's enough or whatever. And to me, I had a few questions. Like, when he says Avengers films, does he mean literally films starring the team in the Avengers? Because it's only the third one. 
And does no, it, I think he means like. Does he mean Marvel? He football? means Iron Man, Iron Man Two, well, Iron yeah. Man Three, Thor. Because his two, thing was Thor like three. he was like all these movies are about like. On one hand, I get I get it what he's well, saying. I, I do get what he's saying because there are a lot of Marvel movies, as we know, because we just finished Road to. Well, Marvel. like there's a little bit more to his comments. So I just want to get there, and then we'll like kind of discuss it more. So he said like all these films are about men. He used a word that I can't remember. Like, I hadn't heard of the word before. I guess I'm dumb, but it was kind of like. About like he's like it's all about these macho men who don't have families and just want to beat each other senseless. And I was like, have you seen a Marvel film? Because yeah, like definitely Tony Stark is kind of he's not even like a macho man. Like he's intellectually macho, mm. but he's not like like maybe Thor is macho, but like not all these films are about that. Like if you watch Guardians of the Galaxy, like that's given us some of the strongest female characters we've ever seen. Like. And, like, Guardians of the Galaxy 2 is literally about a lost boy trying to find his dad and find a connection back to his family and back to his roots. Mm. And after re-watching all those films, I can say, like, absolutely wholeheartedly, these films, like, Marvel films aren't all the same. Like, the only films that I watched was, like, ah, oh, they're kind of similar, was maybe, like, Iron Man 1 and 2. And maybe 3 to that, like, to a certain extent. But even 3 is quite different. But, like, most of them, like go different every single time. Like, none of those character Captain America films are the same at all. They're all different. So, I do see what he says, but the biggest problem I have with this is not only is he trying to, like... I mean, I get it. I, I get it as well. Like, we've had 18 Marvel movies in 10 years. Yeah. Plus all the DC ones, plus all the random, like, Sony and Fox ones. Yeah. I absolutely get it. But don't talk about fatigue of a genre during a press conference where you're talking about your next four Avatar films. Because you sound like an idiot. Yeah. Because he's like, yeah, like, it's enough. Anyway, about Avatar 2, 3, 4, and 5, it's like... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just bums me out, man. Like, and he's like a really talented filmmaker, and even though I don't love everything he's done, like, I, I have liked most of it. It's just, this, he just comes across as like this kind of cranky old man. Just like... He's so uppity. Mm. I find that every time he opens his mouth, Mm. It's he's very much like this is my opinion and my opinion's right and everybody else is wrong. And, and he, like you do realize that everybody else is your viewers. And he was like, the he's like you know there are more interesting stories to tell in science fiction. And I'm like, does he not understand what a superhero is? I mean, look, I will argue. Does he not that, understand the concept of a superhero? Well, I also think that like. Yes, some of this fan, some of this fan, like these films are fantasy, and some of them do like enter science fiction. Absolutely, a lot of them do, but it's not like they're the only sci-fi films getting made. Like literally, before we went away, a movie dropped on Netflix called Annihilation. It was directed by the guy who did Ex Machina, another great science fiction film, and it was completely different. A Quiet Place came out, and that's a horror film, but it is in some respects a sci-fi film as well. And this is coming from the guy who's like, "Yeah, make more Terminator movies." We've had five of them. Mm. Two of them are good. Yeah. We literally got a new alien film last year. The sixth one, sixth one, I think, in 20 years, 30 years, whatever. One of those films is good, as far mm. as I'm concerned. Like, sci fi is one of those ones that's going to keep evolving, but you don't have to, like, tear someone down to elevate your own thing. Yeah, that's right. And again, like, I, like someone pointed out that, like, maybe they're just an, he's just annoyed because this film is definitely going to beat Avatar at the box office. It's going to finally knock it off the perch or whatever. But well, Avatar's not the highest grossing movie of all time. I think, it's not the, I think it's not the highest opening weekend of all time. I thought that was Black Panther. No, it's the third highest. Black Panther is the third highest. Yeah. There's all these different... It's so... Like, the math to box office is crazy because it's domestic and then worldwide and then, yeah. like, of all time and opening weekend and stuff. 
Black Panther's in the top three. I think Avatar's still higher. Yeah. But um, anyway, he's a grumpy old fart. He and, certainly is. Mm. Uh, let's jump into some trailer trash. I didn't give you the heads up, but that is a great trash effect. We've got four to talk about. Um, the problem is, two of them I barely remember, but I'll do my best. Uh, the first one was the new Incredibles 2 trailer, which I think dropped... I haven't seen it yet. I my the... students were talking about I it. I watched today. it the other morning. Um, it's kind of just more of the same... But focusing a lot more on Elastigirl again, and like how yep. she's the face of like, look, I'm going to say this film. I think most people are going to go see this film. It's yeah. going to be, I think it's going to be one of the biggest films of the year. Mm-hmm. So um, that's great. Like it, it looks, it looks fun. So if you haven't seen it, jump online, check out Incredibles two. Um, there's a new trailer for Jurassic World two. It was more interesting than the one I saw the first time, but I still don't really care about this movie. Mm. Hmm. I think I saw the trailer for when I went to go see A Quiet Place, and I was just like, just get to the movie. <laughs> like, so, the concept of Jurassic World 2 is, again, um, the park has been destroyed. It's been abandoned. That's right. Mm. And, like, people are going in to kill all the dinosaurs, is that right? I think that, I think, like, Chris Pratt's been going back to, like, save them. Yes, that's right. So, but, he's, like, trying to save them from all being But killed. it looks like there's all these rich people, and all these trails, like, all these rich people, like, auction, like, in an auction trying to buy them, I think. For their own yeah. personal collections, so. But you can't keep a dinosaur in your backyard, it's, can you? It's, look, it's strange. But I'll still, I, I really enjoy that first one. So I'll give that second one a chance. I just feel like I kind of know where it's going and kind of know how I'm going to feel about it. But that's fine. Like, it can't always be people with capes. Sometimes it's going to be people with dinosaurs. Um, the next trailer was the new and final Deadpool 2 trailer. Oh, okay. Which gave us an introduction to the whole team, like a much uh, more in-depth look at all the team, a bigger look at uh, Cable, who apparently... They're setting up as the villain. They're like, Cable is the villain in this yeah. film. I don't buy it. There's yeah. no way Cable's the villain. Like, I think they're going to be kind of like... Why is it no way that Cable's the villain? Well, he's not because I know nothing about Cable. He's not a villain in the comics. Like, oh, okay. he's, like a, he's like an ancestor of Cyclops, like yeah. Scott Summers. And um, he comes back in time, like... He time travels to, like, fix problems, essentially. But he's a good guy. Um, but I think they're setting it up like that. And then we'll have either, like, a twist, and there'll be, like, a like a real villain in the third act or maybe it'll just be like at the end they're friends and then they start their team and they'll go off like I don't think it's going to be yeah I think it's a bait and switch yeah um but it's pretty good pretty funny as well um apparently like people are saying they reckon they saw the juggernaut in that trail I don't know the juggernaut bitch (laughs) Uh, whatever happened to Vinnie Jones got that Oh, I'm going to look him up. I miss Vinny Don't go Jones. on IMDb because you get spoiled for Avengers. Um, and the last trailer that dropped uh, just yesterday, which we watched, was for the Sony's Venom movie. Yes, we did see that. And I liked a lot of the trailer. One thing that really stu- struck with me, or stuck with me, wasn't even in the trailer. It just literally said, there's a title card that said, in association with Marvel, which I've never ever seen before. Mm. I've never seen it before, so I don't know whether they're just being like, oh, it's a Marvel property, not the MCU, but it's Marvel, and you like Marvel. Mm. Or are they being like, this is tied into that Spider-Man universe. Yeah. And that's kind of what I think they're doing, because Tom Holland is supposed to show up, apparently. Yeah. I um, feel like I need to watch the trailer again, because there was a part 
that I just completely zoned out and I wasn't paying attention. Tom Hardy's very hard to understand, isn't it? Like he is a lot of the time. He's using a voice and yeah. kind of masking himself. Um, I love a lot of the effects. A lot of the, um, uh, like the venom effects, like the symbiote effects. Yeah. Or as Jenny Slate kept calling it, the symbiote, which is not how it's pronounced. Um, I'm not 100% sold on the costume. For me, it looks a little bit too glossy, a little bit too cartoony, which mm. I guess, like, he is a cartoon character. Like, that's mm. kind of, that's probably as real as it's going to look. But I feel like there's a little bit more they can do with it. But maybe it's like, they're still doing the CGI. Like, maybe it's going to look different when it's finished. I actually didn't mind it at all. Mm. Um, I I could appreciate the fact that, um, you know, it, it was a little bit... Uh, I didn't I didn't find the CGI funny. Um, I actually like him glossy because he is glossy. Yeah, isn't I, he? yeah. I mean, I guess he is because it's like an. Because I, I didn't. What I did. What I wouldn't have wanted was I wouldn't have wanted him in like some sort of Iron Man type. Suit oh no, definitely not. Like that's like definitely. I think it's just it looks a little bit too polished. I think I would yeah. have liked it a little bit more, maybe grainy or like. Um, but how do you make something that's like? Threads of... Well, I mean, honestly, look, I actually think one of my favourite parts about that Spider-Man 3 movie is the way they did the symbiote. Like, they kind of made it look like... It almost looked like... Um, oh, like rubber cement or something, the way it moved or okay. whatever. Like, it looked like very elastic. But I just think it looks too shiny. That's what it is. I think it's too shiny. I think if they just kind of dull it back or like... It needs like, it needs like a good sanding or something <laughs> to, to bring it back a little bit. Well, he's new. Mm. But I, I did like this trailer a lot more than the first one. I love the internal conversation, how Venom is talking to Eddie Brock. Mm. I love that stuff. And I love how they're really pushing this horror element of it. So I was going to go see it anyway. I'm definitely a lot more sold on it now. I just wish, yeah, like... Not even wish. I just think, like, personally for me, they could change the way the Venom... Like, when it was on its own, it looked cool. But when it, like, it, it should look more like tar, I think. Yeah. That's what it should look more like. It's a bit too shiny for me, but that's fine. Like, yeah. that's, you know, a minor quibble. How does Venom's tongue stay in his head? I don't know. Like, does Venom ever close his mouth, or is he a mouth breather? He's often drawn like that, I think, to give a much more ferocious yeah. appearance, but I haven't read a lot it's of like Venom. like I said to you last night, I'm like, a beast pry, I wouldn't be surprised if he cut it, bit his own tongue off. Mm. Well, also, like, I don't think, and this is where my knowledge really falls apart, I don't think they're real teeth like venom doesn't have a shape he's just that symbiote mm. it takes that appearance it's almost kind of like um like it or like kind of like a mold like it just yeah. kind of like comes that way and then like disappear like it can disappear at yeah, yeah yeah did you have anything else you wanted to say about venom or did you not- uh uh no other than the fact that yeah i need to watch the trailer again because i think i'm a little bit confused by just eddie brock's character sure sort of thing um, but yeah, that's pretty much it. Nice. I just realized a little spelling mistake, which no one needs to know about, but I've just made it. Okay. Uh, that means it's time to dive into some reviews. And you haven't really watched anything except for the Marvel stuff, which we will get to. But first, I'm going to review a few movies. I'll try and make it relatively quick, because there's a lot of discussion coming up about Marvel. So. Yeah. Um, I went into A Quiet Place, which yes. has been heralded as like one of the, it's the number one horror film of the year, which... Is kind of like a, it's a bit of a trick because there haven't really been that many horror films this year. But like people, yeah. people are loving it. Like Chris Pratt came out this huge video on Instagram. Stephen King, um, kind of sung his praises. I loved all the trailers. So, 
Um, plus, it's John Krasinski directing and starring, uh, who I'm a big fan of. I love that movie he directed last year, The Hollers, or 2016, I think it was. Um, so I was very excited for this. Plus, Emily Blunt's always good as well. Um, and the trailers were scary. Like I remember, like I saw, the, I was sitting in a cinema, and the trailer came up it was a Paramount logo. I was like, yeah, like what's it going to be, like Transformers Six or something? <laughs> like I just, like Paramount hasn't really had much success lately. Um, with their films, and this trailer, like, I was locked in the entire time. Um, it's really good. Now, I will say this, I watched, like, the second day back in the country, and I was probably far too tired to go to the movies, so I was feeling a little bit sleepy, but mm. it never, like, once interrupted my enjoyment of this film. It's very, it's very quiet. Like, the, the title doesn't lie. It's very quiet. It's very atmospheric. Um, there are some legitimate jump scares. I would almost say maybe a few too many jump scares, like... I think the jump scare is like one of the easiest tricks to pull in horror. Like that's what a lot of people go for because yeah. it's easy to do. But um, the thing that like was scariest about the film was the dread because you knew the whole time you're like something's gonna happen. There's that anticipation. You're like when's it yeah. gonna happen? Um, it's that building of tension. And a lot of times it doesn't happen, which is my favorite thing to, they do in horror these days. Like I think they first started doing it in The Conjuring, where like they put someone in a room with a mirror and you know something's coming and you keep waiting and you keep waiting. And you're getting really tense, and you're like, just just do it already. And then they don't do it, and I'm like, oh, you son of a bitch, like, why did you do that? <laughs> like, um, so Quiet Place did a lot of that as well. The performances are excellent. Um, John Krasinski and uh, Emily Blunt are fantastic. Um, are the kids good? Kids are really good as well. Um, it's uh, There is a lot of dialogue in the film, but that's all I'm going to say. Like, but it's still a very, very quiet film. Uh, I think everyone should go see it. Well, what's the premise? Give us a little bit of a synopsis. Of oh, I guess the story yeah, I should is. do that. Yeah. yeah, it's been a while since I reviewed a movie. Um, so basically, um, it's set like a couple of years in the future, and something's happened in the world where they don't know whether it's like an organic threat or whether it's alien invasion. Like it's never really kind of um, explained. Mm. But basically, these creatures are now living amongst us, and they hunt human prey, and the way they um, track everyone is by sound, which is yeah. why everyone has to stay quiet. Like, um, so in the trailer, you'll see that like, they're playing board games, but they replace all the plastic pieces with like knitted pieces. Yeah. Um, and like, I think they're blind as well, which is why they use um, sound, sound yeah. to, to hunt them down. Um, and yeah, so basically, kind of focuses on I want to say like two years in their lives. Um, okay. Yeah, which I was kind of surprised by because like there's like there's this opening scene, um, which you've seen bits of in the trailer. Like there's that bridge scene where, oh, where the boy has the rocket. Yes. Yeah. And the, like, why the fuck would you do that? And then the next time we see the family, it's like I think it was like day seventy there, and then the next time we see them, it's like day four hundred and seven or something. Okay, so yeah. so over a year later. Um, so what happens to people living in like the city? Like has everybody in the world gone? It seems like it's a real kind of post-apocalyptic type town. Yeah. They never really address it. So um, it's a very kind of intimate and personal story. So you never really like learn too much about the outside world. Yeah. But um, but yeah, it's very intense. And there's a, they do this thing. Um, actually, you know what? I'm not going to say that. I think everyone should watch it. It's not super scary. I would say. I saw one part in the trailer that she's pregnant. Yes. As well, so that's got to be hard. There's um... Oh, and because the baby, like, even just to give birth and not make any sound, but the baby would cry once the baby's born and stuff like that. Absolutely. You're like, yes, it does, Tina. There's, um, 
I'm trying to think, trying to compare it to other scare, like not in terms of like story, but like in terms of scare factor. I don't think it's any more frightening than Get Out because Get Out had quite a few jump scares. Get Out also had that like weird factor mm. where you, there was the lady crying or oh, like God. the guy running, mm. and then the last they like, had really weird things in there which were very mm. unnerving. Whereas this is more like a monster movie, um, yeah, and it's like kind of like a cat and mouse game with them hunting humans and stuff. So it's not. Um, but it's not a supernatural monster movie. Is no, it? no, I can, I can, yeah, I can say that without spoiling anything. Like, I think everyone kind of figured that from the trailer. Like, cool. it's uh, not like spirits. So no, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think like it's worth doing. It's probably one of my favorite films of the year so far. Cool. Because um, someone asked me the other day what my favorite film was. I was like, I don't know. Like, I, like by this time last year, Logan had come out, and I was like, that is my favorite film of the year. As we hard pressed to beat. Um, and nothing's really been quite like that yet. Um, mm. but Quiet Place is very, very good. So cool. I think a lot of people should check it out. And I honestly think you'd be fine with it. Cool. So, um, um, how I, many knitted, um, game pieces are you going to Well, I'm not going to, actually, I, I'll, no. Or you can write it out of whatever you want. That's fine. I'll write it I out. I just pick that because that's the only thing that I kind of know. Yeah. I'm going to give it eight knitted board well, game pieces. And how pieces. many Emily Blunt's crying in a bathtub are you going to give it? <laughs> no, we'll go with knitted game board pieces, board yeah. game pieces. Uh, eight, eight out of ten. Nice. Um, it's good. Nice round number, literally. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like me. <laughs> um, I, I do want to say it again, though. I'd like to give another, like, just because now I'm not, like, jet laggy anymore. So I'll have yeah. the, the chance to, like, watch it and appreciate it even more. Um, what I did, was surprised by was the pacing and how quick it seemed because it's a short film so it's literally like an hour and a half like that's all it is mm. um, but I remember it got to a certain part and I was like getting pretty tired so I don't want to fall asleep but this film feels like it's probably got like 40 minutes to go like it feels like we're getting to that point where you know we're entering the third act and then the film just ended I was like oh wow okay and not in a bad way where I was like oh I feel robbed I was just like wow that just didn't see that coming because there's so much they did a lot of world building and they do a lot of kind of establishing what's going on, like for mm. the family at least, and these, and you know, how they have to kind of negotiate their landscape now. Yeah. Um, to the point where I felt like, oh, well, like, now we've set everything up, it's time to, you know, get into the real story. And then they could just, just finish. I was like, wow, nice, all right, mm. cool. Um, which is what I want horror films to be. I want horror films short. I don't need two and a half hour horror films. Yeah. Um, Conjuring 2. Um, which I really liked, but it's far too long. Mm. Um, the next movie I watched... Um, actually, you know what? Let's just review the ones I saw in cinemas. I watched I Saw a Light on the um, on the plane, which is this Tom Hiddleston biopic of Hank Williams' country singer. Sorry, what's it called? A Light? I Saw the Light. I Saw the Light. Because uh, I thought you said, I saw the light, yeah. as in the movie, the light. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty good, but like, I've seen a couple of biopics on musicians, and like even like ones on country musicians... The main one being Walk the Line, and that's probably yeah. like the benchmark. Mm-hmm. And this wasn't quite that, but it's still pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also watched on Netflix this movie called A Futile and Stupid Gesture, which is about the guy who created the National Lampoon. Oh, cool. Um, starring Will Forte and Je- Joel McHale mm-hmm. and a bunch of others. And that was really funny, but um, we're going to talk a lot, so I'm just going to skip those. But they're both, yeah. worth, both worth checking out. I think what movies did I watch on the plane? Um... Oh, we watched we watched the TV show Back, mm. uh, which stars uh, David Mitchell and oh, what's his name? Uh, Robert Webb. Yes, Robert Webb. Um, that was really good. Uh, it was only one season, but that was quite funny. Mm. Um, the magnificent duo. duo. 
Um, you keep talking. I'm going to be. Think, I'm going to think about the movies that I. I watched on a plane. Cool. Well, the other film I watched was Ready Player One. We talked about Spielberg before. Um, And this is a film that everyone's been psyched for. I think, like, if Avengers wasn't coming out this year, I think this probably would have been, like, the most anticipated film, aside from maybe Solo. Um, And I'd never read the book, and I didn't know all that much about it, but the first trailer came out, I'm like, oh, that was kind of cool. Like, it's a guy who lives in kind of a virtual world where anyone can be whatever they want, basically. Um, And the more trailers came out, the less excited I was, I guess. I was more just kind of... I don't know, it just kind of felt like it wasn't really my thing, and it felt like another young adult movie, where it's yeah. like, we're going to save the virtual reality, so we're going to have to deal with our problems, and, uh, yeah. and the government's trying to ruin everything, and stuff yeah. like that. Um, it's totally fine, like, it's a totally fun film. Um, uh, I think all the, car- like, the cast is, is pretty solid, I think, like, visually it's stunning, like, the effects are just nuts, like, mm-hmm. so, so good. Um, basically, for anyone who doesn't know, it's a story about, it's set in the future, and there's this virtual reality game called Oasis, or The Oasis, and it was created by this, this duo, who were like video game makers, and they were like, they just loved the 80s, so it was like heavily inspired by that, and basically it was kind of offered as an option for people, because the future's not great, like, people live in like caravans that are stacked on top of each other, it's kind of slummy and overcrowded, so they use it a way to escape, but um... After the creator died, he, like, revealed that, oh, I hid these things in the game, um, called Easter eggs, which I think most people know what an Easter egg is now. Like, it's just, like, a hidden, like, little reference or whatever, like, a little... Yeah. Uh, and he's like, if you find them all, then you'll unlock the prize, and you can, like, get, you get a bunch of money, real money, not game money, mm-hmm. and you own the game, and you can do whatever you want with it, essentially. Um, and so everyone who's playing online, like, is trying to find these things, but no one can figure it out, and then... Lo and behold, our hero comes along and his mm. team of misfits and they start to, you know, kind of figure things out. Um, so it's it's really fun and, like, it looks spectacular, but it's kind of shallow as well. Like, there's not much depth to it. It's kind of just like, oh, it's kind of, it's very light entertainment. Um, yeah. One thing that really bugged me, um, really kind of, kind of bu- not even bummed me out, just because I was like, ugh, like, so typical Hollywood is one of the... Uh, the main character falls in love very quickly with a girl. Um, spoilers, by the way, but this film's almost done in cinemas, so if you haven't seen it by now, you're probably not going to watch, watch it in cinemas. Um, he falls very in love with the girl very quickly, which I guess is kind of the idea, because like, it's the internet, so it could always be a scam and whatnot. Yeah. But um, when like he, they're talking, like he reveals who he really is, and he's like, you know, I'm in love with you, and she's all like, um, don't say that, you don't even know what I'm like, I could be a guy for all you know, but... Um, it's like, I don't care, I love you, like, you're so beautiful. And she goes, I think you'd be really disappointed if you saw me in real life. And it's like, I'd never be disappointed. So lo and behold, eventually in the film, they do meet each other. And they reveal this girl, and I swear to God, she's literally, like, the hottest girl in this movie. Like, yeah. so pretty. And, like, the thing that he'd be disappointed about is the lightest birthmark over her eye. Like, it just looks like she got, like, a weird tan. Yeah. And I was like, come on, dude. Like, it would have been way better if it was a guy. Or if yeah. it was, like... Some morbidly obese girl in like a wheelchair yeah. or something. Like you know, in um, in role models, there's the unicorn woman in like the little rascal. It's a really long time ago. So yeah, I don't remember role models. Um, like that would have been way more interesting. But instead, like no, she's super pretty, and yeah. like her horrifying defect is she has a very light birthmark. Mm. Which to me, I was kind of like, come Maybe on. Maybe she has a disgusting personality. No, she's pretty nice. No, that's a shame. Um. But yes, it's certainly not a bad film. I think people who are like fans of the genre will probably like it, like really like it. Although I'm a fan of the genre, and I kind of 
didn't love it. Um, I think a lot of people who... I haven't read the book, but I think if people love the book, they might be disappointed because, again, like, it's very shallow. Like, it doesn't seem like it goes. Mm. It's a lot more focused on the game and less about, like, the motivations behind it. The one thing I really did like, though, is as a segment, because they jump into all these different worlds um, that are kind of inspired by other things. Like, it's a Minecraft world and stuff. But at one point, they go into a world where it's built to be, like, The Shining, like the movie The Shining. Oh, okay. And that was really cool. Like, I got to that point, I'm like, oh, this part's for me. Like, the, everyone, like, there's a bit for everyone in this film, and this is my part, I can mm. tell. And I was actually, like, surprised at how... That's, actually, that's a pretty cool concept, though. I like that. That there's a part for everybody in this film. Well, Something I Something mean, that appeals to everyone in this film. I mean, I guess anyone who's into pop culture. Like, there's still, like, place Like, this, I can imagine... Yeah, but even people who aren't into pop culture know pop culture references. Yeah. Like and still go, oh, I, I understand that. Yeah, like, there's a race, and, like, he uses the DeLorean, and, like... But I want to know how pop culture-y the references are. Like, is he doing really obscure ones, like Homestar Runner? Or is uh, it just, like... There's, a, a lot of it is pretty general, but there are things, like, there's, um... I remember, like, probably the most, one of the most obscure ones is, is this robot, which everyone thought was a Transformer at first, and people were like, no, it's a Voltron, and it's neither. It's this, this robot from this anime called Mobile Gundam. So that's pretty obscure. Yeah. Um, even I didn't know what that was. Someone had to, I had to hear that explained to me online. Mm. Um, but um, for the most part, I think it's pretty, like, pretty surface level. Um, yeah. But that's fine. Like, that's, that's mm. cool. Um, so I guess I'd rate this... Let me have a think. Seven Easter eggs out of ten. Cool. Because mm. it's not a terrible film. It's not bad. It's just, it's, for me, it was very... like Again, like, it's not, like it was just a totally fine popcorn movie. And, yeah. You know, that's good. Like, sometimes we want to go and just have a popcorn movie, and that's what that was. So that was fine. Especially after seeing Quiet Place, it was nice to have something very different. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cool. I remember the movie that I saw on the plane. Mm. I saw a few movies on the plane, but I can't remember exactly what they were. But I watched um, King Arthur. Oh, how finally. was that? Um, yeah, it was pretty good. I um, I don't know how people feel about the movie. I do. Is it? It's quite. Is it quite negative? Yeah. People don't really like it, do they? I think most people were kind of like, "Look, if you're going in for a King Arthur film, skip it. If you're going for a Guy Ritchie film, then you'll like it." That's what I was going in for. I was going in for a Guy Ritchie film. I wasn't yeah. going in for a King Arthur film. I'm a big King Arthur person. I I really like the lore around King Arthur and all that sort of stuff like that. And I also do really like Guy Ritchie films. I like his style. Um, there were only really a few times where you go, oh, this is a Guy Ritchie film, mm. sort of thing like that. Other times you're like, okay, like it's it's a, it, I, I like the sort of direction um, that has been done here. But um, yeah, no, those Guy Ritchie moments where they had the, like the quick cuts in the story, yeah. sort of thing like that, and they had like the looping story, they're like, what you talking about, blah, 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 blah sort of thing. Um, those bits were really quite good. Um, in fact, though, all those bits were my favourite bits of the film. All the really Guy Ritchie moment kind of conversations and quick cuts and edits and stuff like that. Um, I thought the main guy was really quite good. He's Charlie the same Hunt. guy. Yep, he's from um, Sons, of, Sons Anarchy. of Anarchy, mm. um, which in- I haven't seen. That's interesting because a lot of people, like a lot of people, are just like, 
stop trying to make him a movie star. He's not a movie star. Like, he's a good character actor. I don't think he's a movie star. Yeah. I don't think he can do much other than that style. Yeah. Like, he's not a diverse... In my opinion, mm. he's not diverse. Like, mm. I could not see him playing, um, like, a Lord of the Rings character. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Like I people... couldn't see him playing... James Potter. I can see him just playing like a thug. Like a thug. Like I mean, it's the same with Vinnie Jones. You can't yeah. imagine Vinnie Jones, other than doing comedy, maybe. Mm. You know, doing something yeah. that's like you can't imagine him as Mr. Darcy. Yeah, like people keep trying to cast him. Like, like all these people like fan casting him as like the Green Arrow, and I'm like, I don't think so. Just because he has facial hair doesn't mean he's like. Mm. The, but the Green Arrow, like even the guy who plays him on the TV, like he's fine, but that's not the Green Arrow. Yeah. Like, that's this Batman Green Arrow hybrid, mm. like. Um, but the action, it's really good. Like, um, it was really good for me on the plane because I needed the action to distract me from the flight. Mm. <laughs> excuse me, excuse my hiccup there. But yeah, no, the action was really, really good in terms of like the storyline. I think the storyline's a little bit naff and shit. Um, like you can see how they're tying in all these, yeah, like um. Authorian legends into the thing and things are getting messy in terms of the storyline because you know Garrich is doing his own take on it and things aren't really making sense and Eric Banner's in the movie as well did you know that? I don't think I did yeah Eric Banner plays Uther King Uther which is Arthur's dad in case you didn't know um, how creative and like um, the whole there's like magic intertwined with it so mm. that sort of like is another spatter in the works in terms of like the story and stuff like that um so yeah like as as something where you like sit down and you're trying to follow it in terms of Arthurian legend you're not going to be very satisfied I don't think um but yeah as a Guy Ritchie film or just as an action movie um I I enjoyed it Mm. I didn't think it was that bad I um I didn't really like uh because Jude Law plays the villain yeah. I didn't really like Jude Law as the villain. I didn't really like his villainous character mm. because I was just kind of like, he's just the it's it's basically Lion King or Hamlet. He's the he's the um jealous uh, next in line for the throne person, and so he kills. No spoiler alert. And so, you know, he's he's planning to overthrow the the king by becoming the new king by killing them, sort of thing like that. Yeah. So it's a basic sort of that sort of basic premise. And I really felt like there could have been a lot more done there. Um but yeah, no, um the the Guy Ritchie moments in it were were good. Nice. They were good. Um I'm gonna rate it out of uh Excaliburs. I'm gonna give it um Six point eight. It's pretty high. Yeah, six point eight Excaliburs. I was like, should I give it six point five? Seems too low. Seven seems a little bit too high. Yeah. So I'm going in between six point eight. I'm doing a, I'm doing a nick. Nice. Yeah. Making up for him not being here. Exactly. All right. That means it's come to the part of the episode we are going to do our topic of the week, which is still and for the final time, the Road to Infinity War. Um. We have to cover, I think, nine films, because that's how far behind we were yeah. recorded. The good thing is, or the bad thing, depending on you, is you didn't watch a lot of them, so anything you didn't watch, I'll try to breeze through quickly. Yeah. Um, but there are some that I really do want to get your opinion on. Starting with the first film on the list, 
your, I would say one of your least favourite Marvel films, at least at the time, mm. Captain America the Winter Soldier. Yes. A film that you have notoriously hated. Hung shit on, yep. I remember when it first came out in cinemas, I went and saw it with a friend of ours, um, he got like advanced screen tickets, and I came out, I came home like, it was so good, it made one of the best films I've ever made, and you're like, oh awesome, cool, and then you went and saw it with a friend of yours, and you came back and you're like, that sucked. Yeah. Um, I, at this current point in time, my brain, because I watched Civil War with you as well, mm. so my brain is mixing up the two. So can you quickly give me a synopsis over... Um... Uh, so it's the one with Batroc the Leaper. It starts yes. with that one. And it's the yes. one where S.H.I.E.L.D. becomes Hydra. Yes. Um, and so Falcon in it, and Bucky is the, the Winter Soldier. He's yes. not Bucky yet. Um, yeah. And uh, it's got... Um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Robert Redford, who's like the head of S.H.I.E.L.D., like the older guy, Alexander... I don't know if you remember, there's like the council. Yeah. And Nick Fury has... Is that it. the one where, um... Oh, what's her name? Oh, yeah, Nick Fury dies. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cool, 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 cool. Um, so do you want me to talk about what I think of it? Yeah. I liked it more than I liked it when I went and saw it in cinemas. Mm-hmm. I think... Um... I think two things. I think the first thing is that... Um, I think I enjoy Marvel movies more when I watch them with you. Yep. Because I'm able to ask you questions and you can give me, like, the correct answers for them and stuff like sure. that. And I, I love watching movies with you anyway. Mm. And I also think my expectations for the movie was way higher because everybody was like, It's the best one ever! Mm. And I still... I still, I still stand by this. I still don't like Bucky. That's but fair I don't hate him as much as I've hated him in the past. I would argue. But I still don't like I him. would argue there's way less Bucky in this movie than I remember. Like he's definitely yeah. in it, but he doesn't show up for the first time until over an hour into the movie. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I know. There's the there is the when he goes to attack when he shoots Nick Fury in Cap's room. He shows up very briefly there, but we, if you haven't seen the film, you don't know who he is. Yeah. So it's I think it's well I think it's over an hour into the film before he's actually revealed as Bucky. Yeah. Um It mustn't have made too much of an impact on me. Mm. Um because I honestly can't remember a lot of it except for the bits of like except Nick Fury's storyline. Like I think that's the most in like for me the most engaging part of the movie was the whole Nick Fury thing. Mm. The whole Nick Fury storyline, you know, how they, how it's like, and, and the whole um, um, Black Widow sort of thing mm. where you're like, we don't know who we can trust mm. and all that sort of stuff like that. So that's really the stuff that was more interesting to me. I don't give a shit about Bucky because once again, I don't, give a shit about his and Cap's relationship. Mm. And Bucky needs a fucking haircut. Okay? <laughs> I'm sick and tired of that dirty, disgusting, greasy hair hanging in front of his face. It's not a good look. It's so gross. Just <laughs> fucking cut your hair. Like, seriously. You look worse than Snape. <laughs> you look like how Snape would look after he crawled through the passage from the Whomping Willow to the Shrieking Shack about 40 fucking times. 
just get a haircut, Bucky. Like, uh, seriously. Just because you're a sleeper agent doesn't mean that you don't know how to ch- cut your own hair. Well, maybe because he was a sleeper agent, they wanted a way like to kind of make him blend in and stuff. But that draws more attention to him. I don't think so. Unless you look at him from the back and go, oh, that might be a chick or a dude. I don't know. Mm. Not a lot of men have long hair. If you want to blend in, you look like Captain America. I guess. I mean, he managed to blend in very well with just a hoodie and a cap. Exactly. Uh, I will say this about the film. It's definitely the least comic book film in all the Marvel films, I think. Yeah. Like, there's not very many bright colours. There's very few costumes. Yeah. Um, uh, Also, one thing, and this is such a trivial little thing, but the part where Scarlett Johansson, towards the end... Peels off this like yeah th- this face transforming thing and reveals that it's her. Yes, I so don't buy that. They set it up earlier in the film. Did they? Yeah, someone used it earlier in the film. I don't know, but it looked the CGI of it did not look good. First of all, second of all, I'm like, uh, this is going to sound really stupid. So I'm apologize for the stupidity of this comment. It's not real. Like that's sort of, like to me. Even in that universe, yeah. that doesn't exist. Um, Do you know what I mean? I guess. I mean, like... Yeah. It's like someone in the Harry Potter universe going, Oh, by the way, you can apparate to Mars. No, you can't. No, you can't. You do okay? know they literally use a potion to change their faces. No, I know. But that's the thing, because that's embedded into the... That, that makes sense within the constraints of that world. I feel like this sort of device doesn't make sense in the constraints of this world. Uh, I don't know. I... I, I, like, I, I think it would, but you would still see, like, little dots on the person's face, or you would still... I don't think the technology, our technology is advanced enough. But it's not... Maybe... Our, the, in, no. It's not our technology, it's technology from Hydra, who had an Infinity Stone for 15 okay. oh, years. Okay, I don't know, maybe, maybe. But I just felt like when she did that, I was a bit like, uh, I felt like it was a cop-out, do you know what I mean? I didn't, like, because I was like, it's a spy film, like, so I was, like, totally into that. Yeah. Um, that's it, that's What it. are your, well, I don't know, like, you, you make comments. And I, I, I was say, comment on um, that. I loved it, like, I, I do, like, I love this film, and every yeah. time I watch it, I find more things about that I like. Uh, I think it's one of the few films in, it's one of the few comic book films that I think really transcends the genre, where you don't need to be into comic book films to enjoy this movie. Like, I could probably take my dad to that movie and he'd be like, oh, what a cool, like, spy movie that was. Just happened to have Captain America in it. Like, yeah. the guy throwing a physics-defying shield. Yeah. Um, I love that they made Arnim Zola a computer, because that's what he is in the comics. Um, yeah, I dig all of it, man. I, I, I really do. I think the action's really good. I think the script's super solid. It makes me excited for Infinity War. Because it's written and directed by the same people, mm. um, as was Civil War. But this one in particular, I think, is solid. Like, I think it's yeah. really well executed. I think um, Black Widow is the most interesting she's ever been in this movie. Mm. Like, she's a lot to do. I definitely didn't like. There's some really interesting. There's some really good scenes. Like, I really like the scene in the um, escalator, like yes. the fight scene in the escalator. That's awesome. There's a, here's a great like action movie. Line. It's like before we begin. Not escalator, elevator. Yeah, like, before we begin. Would anyone like to get out? Yeah, that's right. Uh, um, and like, I like the Apple Store yeah, that's scene great. and stuff like that. Like, that's quite funny. Like, at, I didn't feel really, I didn't really feel at any point in time where I was like, 
oh my god, can this just end already? Well, I'll say like, this, because I didn't say anything while watching it, and mm-hmm. I waited till the end to see how you felt. But, like, you were engaged. Yeah, I was. Because like, there were moments where you, like, gasped, and, like, you, I could tell, like, you were making noises during the film that, like, if someone who's enjoying a film would make. Mm. Um, I also think this, like, this film proves that if you wanted to, you could do a Nick Fury film. Like, yeah. th- those action scenes in the car are fantastic. Mm. They made Batroc the Leaper work. Yeah. Like, a stupid character like that. Mm. They made him work. There's so many, like, cool little things in there. Um, I think the problem that I have with the movie, though... Mm. Other than Bucky, is that it's very, uh, it's very content heavy mm. in terms of the content. It's dense. Like it's, not, it's dense. Like it's not right. Ready Player One. It's not. It's not <laughs> on the same scale as like Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy, mm. where we were like, "What the hell?" Like you fell asleep yeah. after like twenty minutes. That's not a bad like comparison, that. though. Like, yeah. But it's. On its way to being yeah. that. Like, it's not... If you just took the action yeah, out. It's not an Iron Man film. No. Like, it's not a... It's not Thor Ragnarok. Like, yeah. it is 100% like an yeah. undercover... And I think that's the other thing. So, like, you know, after you see all these, like, you see Iron Man, you see Iron Man 3 and all this kind of stuff like that, you go to the movies and everybody's like, it's the best one. You sit there and it's just like this dense... Yeah, I think... Stuff. And you're like, and the guy's got fucking long hair, <laughs> and you just like. How did, I think that's what it. How really... did you feel about the Dora Milaje in uh, Black in Black Panther then, where it was the verse was bald women, like can't say oh, the I love that. I want, oh, I love have, that. I want these women to have more hair. No, I love that. Get Bucky and her to swap hair. Women with bald heads look amazing. Yeah, I know. I'm just joking. Um. Um. All right. So. I still think, like, even though... No no one should have greasy long hair that falls to the front of their face Mm. so long that they could put it in their mouths. Mm. That's why he has to wear that mouth guard, (laughs) because he has to keep spitting out his hair every time he's fighting. I mean, I don't want to disappoint you, but I'm pretty sure he doesn't get a haircut in this next movie. Of course he doesn't. Oh, no, wait, hang on. No, that scene... Remember that um, end cut scene at the end of Black Panther and he walks out? Yeah, he had long hair. Oh, did he? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I thought he had short hair. But he wasn't wearing black. He had, like, a little, like, toga thing on. So maybe, like, just the the colour palette. Like, you're like, oh, it's better. Like, it's... it's. Le- I mean, look, you thought he had short no. hair. So. Um, okay, so how many... What are we going to rate this out of? Um, I don't think. Um, those electrocutional... Electrocuting um, name badges. Sure. How many of those name badges would you rate it out of ten? I'm going to give it a 7.5. That's pretty... That is higher than I thought you would do. Yeah, what did you think I was going to do? I think you're like, your roof would be 7. Yeah. Um, no surprises, it's a 9.5 for me. Like, that, it, to me, it's almost perfect. Well, th- you can marry, ba- marry Bucky. I think it's also my highest rated film so far. Oh, actually, I think Avengers maybe was 9.5 as well. But yeah, like... Winter Soldier is... I feel like every time I vote for a movie, it's completely dependent on my mood. So, like, I might give, like, something that I really enjoy, like, um, uh, Iron Man 3. Like, if I'm in a bad movie, I'm like, I'm going to give that a 6. And, like, if I'm in a good movie, even though it was a movie that I didn't really enjoy, like, um, yeah. Captain... Oh, not that I didn't enjoy it, but I yeah. was like... But, like, but your opinion changes as well. Like, yeah. when we get to go down the list, there's a movie that I watched today... Which the first time I watched, I was like, yeah, it was fine. And now, my score is different. Mm. Um, so you didn't watch the first Guardians with me, did you? No. Okay, so I won't go into too much. Um, 
It's phenomenal. Like, it's such a good film. Like, mm. it's it's near perfect. It's so different from everything. Especially after Winter Soldier, which I love. It's a nice palette cleanser because it's just... Yeah. Like, it's an explosion of colour and wackiness and, like, funky music and all these great things. Um, it's so clever and ingenuity. Like, that scene where they break out of the prison, like, where they... Yeah, the, It's yeah, fantastic. Yeah. Um, I actually don't even think the villain's that bad. Like, people don't like the ending because it's like a dance-off um but they definitely use an infinity mm. stone to kill him yeah um also the discussion of infinity stones i think it's the first time they have that discussion that's great as well um i think it's perfectly cast um and it takes the marvel universe off earth and takes into a new a new era i'm not going to harp on much more about that because we've got a few films to go through still um but I will. Loki's just woken up with all smushed beard and eyebrows, <laughs> and now he's gone back to sleep. Um, I'm going to rank it out of. What am I going to rank it out of? Celestial Skulls, which is where they went, like that place nowhere where they went to go visit to yeah. sell the Infinity Stone to the Collector. I'm going to give it nine. Nine out of ten Celestial Skulls. Do you want to rank it even though you haven't seen it um, recently? I'm going to give it. Uh, yeah, I haven't seen it recently, so but I'll just give it an eight. An eight. Celestial Skulls. Nice. Uh, the next film on the list is Avengers Age, Age of Ultron, which you didn't watch either. Yep. Um, this film, like, I always... It's one, It's such a hard job to do. Like, the first Avengers is so near perfect, you never see anything like it. It's so hard to top that. So when, like, Age of Ultron came out, I think everyone's ex- expectation was super high. And those trailers were incredible. Like, you saw the Hulkbuster suit for the first time, mm. and... Like, you just, you didn't know what to expect. You thought it was going to be amazing. I think a lot of people, including myself, were really disappointed. Not even really, but were disappointed when they came out. It's like, ah, oh. ah, oh, that's, that's the second Avengers film. Okay. Okay. Like, it, and it's tough because you don't have someone like Loki, who's such a fascinating character and so yeah. much fun. Um, most of your team hasn't really changed. They introduced these two new, these two new characters, um, the Maximov, so you have Scarlet Witch and you have Quicksilver, but there's not a super huge amount of development for them. Mm. And like, there's so much of stuff in there. Like the like Ultron, I think start like appears and starts taking like 15 minutes into the film, which is crazy. Like it's so soon. Yeah. Um, that being said, after the rewatch, like, I really enjoyed it. Like every time I watch it, I'm like, this is way better than I remember. Like it's so much fun. Mm. Um, it's one of the most action packed films they've done. Like I think I said to you the other day, I'm like. Every ten minutes is an action scene, mm. like because it's all around the world. Like Ultron's traveling around the globe, trying to get like adamantium and all this different stuff. Not adamantium, vibranium. Sorry, and all this different stuff to like make his. What's adamantium from again? X Men. Ah, that's right. Yeah, which they don't have the rights to. It would have mm. been. I think even Cap's shield would have been adamantium if it wasn't for the rights. Ah. Um, What's stronger, vibranium or adamantium? Well, that's the question, isn't it? I, I feel like I feel like it must be addressed somewhere, but I've never done the reading. Mm. Um. Yeah, the the opening scene where they're fighting like um, in Sokovia the first time, trying to get Loki's scepter back, is fantastic. All the interactions, like the, the Hawkeye's farm scene. I remember being like, oh, that film, that that part of the film, it's really good. Like mm. it's like you literally get to see like Thor in a living room, which you've yeah. never seen before. <laughs> um, they do some Infinity War, uh, Infinity Stones set up as well. Um, Jade Spader, I think, is really good as Ultron. Like he's so natural, like. You, you don't feel like you're watching a robot. Like you're like, oh, yeah. it's it's a robot with like with high consciousness. Like he's able to talk and like has mannerisms and has a really heartbreaking moment at one point. Like when 
Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver decide to leave because they're like, he's crazy, he's going to destroy the world. And as they're leaving, like, he's like, all like bereft, he's like, please don't leave me. Like, he feels abandoned. Mm-hmm. So it's a really beautiful moment that I think kind of gets lost in that film. Um, you have the bit where, at the very start of the film, where Tony Stark swears and Cap says language, mm. which is one of the best jokes. I feel like it just made me laugh so much. Like, I've seen that film a few times now. And still, I was like, that's great. And then later, I'd forgotten... After they, they, they kind of debrief, mm. Tony's like, and for God's sake, watch your language. Mm. Like, so funny. Um, and then the vision as well. You get vision for the yeah. first time. Um, there's a lot going on in the film. It also has to... Not only is it the end of Phase 2 and the beginning of Phase 3, it's also the middle Avengers film, but it's also like the culmination of everything from like Iron Man up until... Guardians, well not including Guardians, but up until that point. Yeah. And then has to set up and like build towards the next phase. It's got a lot of heavy lifting to do. And I actually think it executes it really, really well. Um, again, like the action scenes are incredible, the CG is solid. Like I should point out this I should point out as of this point in the Marvel films, CG is no longer an issue. Yeah. And like maybe in a couple of years we'll notice some stuff. But I feel like in the first phase when we we're talking about it, we're like that was a big thing. We're like, oh, the CG, like, you can kind of see it. It was a bit rough here. But I think from, yeah, from Avengers forward, oh, no, Iron Man 3, 4, because Avengers had some CG stuff. From Iron Man 3, 4, CG isn't an issue. Like, that's all great, I find. Um, so, yeah. So, I think that's all I need to say about Avengers 2. Um, but, yeah, totally underrated. Definitely worth a rewatch. Um, and I'm going to give it... Um, I have to rank it out of something... Uh, uh, I'm going to do artificial skin, which is what they use to heal Hawkeye after he gets shot. Yeah. So I'm going to give it uh, eight artificial skins out of ten. Cool. I'll give it eight as well. No worries. Uh, the next film we watched was Ant-Man. Yes. Which you did watch for this. We can yes. talk about this one a little bit. Um, I want to. I want to start. I know I've been talking a lot, but I just want to start by saying, when we saw Ant Man in cinemas, it was maybe one of the most negative theatrical experiences I ever had. Really? Why? Like, people were talking. There was a girl behind us who took off her shoes and put her bare feet oh, between yes, us, I remember and that. it took me right out of it. And by the end of us, kind of like that was fun, but I feel like, it, like we just had Age of Ultron. I was like, I feel like a real step down. I remember I asked you, I'm like, what did you think? And you're like, I just know how this movie's going to end now. Like you were kind of disappointed as well. I think. The idea of the Marvel formula had really set in. Like, yeah. even though these films are all very different, the kind of three act structure is very similar. Like, yes. you know, especially for the origin ones. Like, if you look mm-hmm. at Doctor Strange, actually, maybe not Doctor Strange so much. If you look at like Ant Man and Iron Man and a couple of the other ones, they all kind of have a similar path. Yes. That being said, how did you feel about Ant Man? I really like it. Me too. I really, really like it. Um, I think it's really funny. I like the lightness of it, but at the same time, like the it's got heart. Yes. I think that's what's... That's what, what it has. It's other... got heart that the others don't. I mean, Guardians does as well in a way, but like... This... I feel like Guardians 2 has more so than Guardians 1. Yeah, but both Guardians films are like a kind of about family, but this one is mm. actually about a man who like can't catch a break, keeps doing the wrong thing, but he's just trying to provide for his daughter. Um, and like that's kind of beautiful, like in a film where... In a, in a series where... <coughs> There's a lot of people thinking about like the greater good and like trying to protect the world. 
this guy's just trying to save his world, which yeah. is just his daughter. Mm. Um, I agree. I think it's really funny. I think everyone's right. The de-aging in this one, like the Michael Douglas stuff, I thought was fantastic. Mm. Seeing how young he looks there. Um, uh, uh, what's his name? Michael Pena, who plays his friend, Luis. Oh, uh, yeah, he's, he's the great. standout. Um, and that whole editing in those scenes. And yeah, the I was way talking to my cousin. Done. Yeah. Um, and I also like that their big, like, climactic battles are just, like, it's in a girl's bedroom. Yeah, on yeah, a train that's set. right. Um, but it doesn't, like, take away from how high the stakes are. Like, there's yeah. still, like, pretty intense stakes. Mm. Um, introduction of the Quantum Realm I really liked. Um, which kind of... Although, I will say this, it's not a good idea to watch Ant-Man before you go to bed. <laughs> because that night, my entire dream, all my dreams were filled with enormous sized bugs and creepy crawlies and creatures and like every single dream that I had it was just like all these bugs and giant moths and ugh, it was a very unsettling night's sleep for me not that the movie was scary but it just like made its way into my subconscious yeah um I was trying to think what else it also like it really got me amped for this new one like Ant-Man and the Wasp which is coming out in a couple of months time mm. which I think is going to be the, the underdog of the year I think a lot of people aren't really thinking about that movie because you've got like Deadpool 2 and Infinity War and Star Wars and all yeah. these things and people are kind of forgotten about but I think it's actually going to be like a really successful really great film because mm. um, the character of Hope I think is very good she's like she doesn't get a, a whole lot to do in this movie but she doesn't get to beat up um, Scott Lang every now and then yeah which is pretty good um, it's just fun and she gets but she also gets to do all the um Sneaking around espionage That's stuff true, as yeah. well, which is really good. Mm. Um, yeah, it's just it's just fun, and I think that's what you know the the Marvel universe. Well, the Marvel universe is always fun, but Phase Two is definitely dark. Like Thor: The Dark World isn't necessarily a fun movie. Winter Soldier is not really a fun. Yeah. Movie. Age of Ultron has quips in it, but it's not really a fun movie. So luckily, we have things like Iron Man Three and Guardians of the Galaxy, and then Ant Man to kind of offset yeah, that. That's right. Um, cool. I don't think I need to say anything else. I just think it's really fun. And, like, again, I'm so glad I rewatched it. Because I haven't seen it since the cinema. This is my second time watching it. Yeah, same. Um, and I'm so glad I gave it another chance. Because I really, really enjoyed it. Mm, Um, absolutely. Same with me. And I, um... Yeah, how many, uh, Thomas the Tanks would you rate it at? Um, I'm going to give it, um... 8.5. 8.5 Thomas the Tanks. Yes. I'm going to give it 8.5 Thomas I'm not quite as high as you, but it's much higher than last time. I'm giving it an 8 out of 10. Yeah. Um, okay. So next on the list, we're counting them down slowly, um, is Captain America Civil War. Now, I should preface this by saying that you didn't watch the whole film with me. No, that's right. But you watched most of it. But I think we, you watched all of it, and then once it got to like, the final act, where it was just pretty much Bucky and Cap and Iron yeah. Man, which I was one of the best parts of the film, but I think you were just done with Bucky, so you're like, I'm going to take a, yeah. a rest. But that's okay, because you've seen it before. Um, I, had, I had more important things to do than to watch Bucky. That's true. Um, it's the first chapter of Phase 3, um, which is also the longest phase, because we have four more films to go, including Infinity War. Um, and it's interesting, because not only is it like a, a part three, but it's also kind of an Avengers two and a half, because almost everyone's in it. Yeah. 
Um, it's the first time the like the last thing that he did was Winter Soldier. This is the first time someone not making an Avengers film has put so many characters in. I think it's really well balanced. Um, one of my friends hates that he thinks it's like a waste of space, but yeah, um, I, I quite enjoy it. But how do you feel about Captain America: Civil War? Um, I don't know. Okay. There's parts of it that I really like. Like, I love that airport scene. Yes, absolutely. That airport scene is so good. I love all of the Spider-Man stuff Mm -hmm. because Spider-Man is just fantastic. Um, And Tom Hardy's Spider-Man is just brilliant. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't like... I don't know... I can't figure out what I would do and my own opinion of whether or not they should sign this document or not. Yeah. Because I know we're supposed to side with Cap. Well, I... I think... I feel like that's what the movie's telling us to do. I feel like the movie's telling us you should side with Cap. Yeah. But I don't agree. I would side with Tony. I would too. Like, I remember before... But then also at the same time you're like, but then that's a government agency. I feel that's the great thing about this film is that there's no real right answer. Like in the comics, I think I started... It just makes it really difficult for me. I think in the comics I started with Cap. Like when I was reading the comic book run. But the movie, I was like, I definitely side more with Tony. Like... Yeah. And not at the start. Like at the beginning I was like, no, I agree with Cap. But then like... The way he kind of acts and like the measures he goes to, I'm like, dude, like you, your recklessness like crippled one of your friends, like and all this sort of yeah. stuff. So, um, I love the concept of the sleeper agent because I love that whole idea mm. behind spy and espionage and sleeper agents and blah 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 blah. Mm-hmm. I hate Bucky still, obviously, mm-hmm. um, but this is the movie that I hate him the most in. This is the movie where he's a fucking piece of shit. Um, whereas the other, like, whereas Winter Soldier, I can sort of handle him a bit more. And I know, I know, I know he wasn't in control and he didn't know that he killed Iron Man's parents and he was just doing a job, blah, blah, blah. But at the end of the day, he still fucking killed Tony Stark's parents. Mm. And even after... He killed, like, even after Steve Rogers finds out that he killed Tony Stark's parents, he's still on Bucky's side. And that's where I'm like, yeah, Steve Rogers is fucking Gryffindor or Hufflepuff (laughs) who stands by his friends as Tony Stark and me are Slytherins and we stick together. (laughs) How did you feel about, you talked a little about Spider-Man, which I agree, I think, Mm -hmm. like, that introduction is spot on, and the way they're tied into Spider-Man: Homecoming yeah, later yeah, is great as well. It's really good. How do you feel about the introduction to Black Panther? Oh, good. Yeah, mm. yeah, no, good. I feel like um, I like I act. I actually like his one-mindedness. I like his like, you know, you know, during the fight, and he's like, "Oh, I'm this." And he's like, "I don't care." Yeah. I just want to kill. You. I just want to kill this guy because he killed my dad. Yeah. That's correct. Mm. Thank you, Black Panther. No, thank you, Steve Rogers, mm. Captain America. Oh, Bucky's killed all these people, but he saved me once from a fight when I was a little boy, so everything's okay. No, it fucking isn't, okay? No, it fucking isn't. Thank you very much. I end up with like a super expletive warning. I this hate one. how he, like. Yes, you'll have to. <laughs> I just hate how he stands up for him so much. Like, James. 
If I, your wife, went out and murdered people, would you then turn around to people and say, oh, yeah, but, you know, she's a really nice person and she tries really hard and she didn't mean to do it. I would try to find... Under- While I'm fucking stabbing your friends in the face? I would try and find understanding into your motives, which is what... Yes, but there would be a limit to that, wouldn't which there? Is what Kat- After maybe 20 kills, you'd be like, you know what, Tina, enough's enough. But I also wouldn't have any choice, like, I have to stay with her, because then she'll just kill me. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I can understand, like, Cap's reasoning, where he's like, no one else is even giving him a chance to explain himself. Or like he doesn't deserve it! Well, I mean, he... I say I disagree with you here, like because this is obviously in a world where mind control exists and sleep range exists, which means whether he wanted to or not, he was a tool of Hydra. Like Hydra, the most evil organization on earth, like took him and used him to kill. Like it wasn't just Tony's parents; it was hundreds of people. Like he killed Black Panther's dad, like all sorts of people. But he was never in control. Mm. Can I say something though? Go for it. When I, because I, like I said, I really like the idea of sleeper agents. So mm. I went and I googled. Like what about, actually, we'll put it this way. What if someone was under the Imperius curse and killed someone? I still think, well, I mean, okay, so that's so perfect example mm. for that. Oh, he was evil to begin with. Mm. Um, who's an example of that? Well, like, what about, okay, like what about Ginny? When she's under the control of Tom Riddle's yes. diary. And she kills, and she kills, like, the chickens and stuff like but, that. But, like, what if it went further? Like, what if it went further? And she, well, she tried to kill people. She, yeah. she literally tried to kill people, sort of yeah. thing like that. So if um, she was successful, would you be like, oh, it doesn't matter, like, she's a bitch? Well, in a way, yeah. Oh because gosh. she's the one who's stupid enough. To write in this diary and like do all this kind of stuff. But like, like that. Bucky didn't even write in a diary. Like no, he I was know, abducted, I know, I know. Yeah, and operated like, and stuff. I mean, I don't know. Like, I feel like I don't know. I've never been a sleeper agent, so I don't know. But I mean, if he is going around killing everybody, then just fucking kill yourself, Bucky. I found a sleeper agent right there. <laughs> yeah, but I did some research mm. about sleeper agents because I don't know. I didn't know if they were a real thing or not. I didn't know if they were like, you know how? Because you know how during the Cold War era there was a lot of rumors going around. Yeah. around about and they're also conven- they're a very convenient like plot device yes, for stories. Yeah. Absolutely. So it was like, do they actually exist? Mm. And um, they didn't say sleeper agents as such, but there was this program that existed. Mm. And it had, like, these Russian people involved in the program. And essentially the whole idea is that... um, And this is where it's different to Bucky. So I will give you that because, like you said, he was abducted. Mm. It's not like he signed up for it, sort of Mm. thing like that. But, um, yeah, they're basically these, these deep undercover agents... Um, where like when they're given their, they, they live their lives as normal and then when they're given their specific instructions, they go out and they do the killing, whatever they need to do. Um, I can't remember if it's, they know that they're doing it or if they don't Mm. think, I'm not sure. I can't remember, but either way, like they said, I think if it's, if they don't know that they're doing it, they still get trialed because they still signed up for the program sort of thing. So they're still knowingly. Killing people. And I know that's the difference between Bucky as well. Because like I said, he didn't sign up for it. He was taken hostage and he was tortured. And, you know, he was against his will and blah, blah, blah. And all that sort of stuff like that. But I'm sorry. I could never forgive 
the person who murdered my parents. And that's fine. And, like, and I could never forgive the friend, my friend, who defends the person who killed my parents. I agree. And I think that's what this film does very well. Like, at the end of the film, you're never like, oh, that ended well. Like, mm. it doesn't. And, like, that's going to be a very interesting plot device in Infinity when we get there. Because I feel like at some point, Tony and Kathleen don't have to bury the hatchet in as much as, like, look, obviously something terrible happened, but there's an alien invasion going on right yeah. now, so let's handle that and then we'll focus on, like, our, mm. our problems or whatever. Mm. Um, but, I, yeah, I don't necessarily disagree. So I do disagree with the, like, you know, he's a sleeper agent, his fault. Like, that thing I, I don't agree with. But, like, that's another great thing about this film in particular. This is a very, like, divisive film and not in the way that people either love it or hate it. Like, most people mm. do seem to like it. But the idea of sides and, like, there's no... Like, they're all people you like, so it's kind of like, who do you relate to most? Like, who... Yeah. Um, I really like that last fight. Like, I know you didn't you didn't stick around to watch it, but, like, when Cap and Bucky, like, go up against Iron Man and, like, there's the Repulsar blast from the shield and they're throwing the shield at him and all that sort of stuff... Mm. Um, so I, I really like that. I, I love all the film, um, and this is my third or fourth watch of it, and I really, really enjoy it. Like, it's again, like, it's a lot darker than, you know, the one we just saw before with Ant-Man. I also found that watching a few films in a row, like, if you watch Winter, like, by watching Winter Soldier, Age of Ultron, and Ant-Man in succession of each other going into Civil War, it was way more enjoyable as well, because you have all of that Winter so- you have all of the Bucky Cap stuff from Winter Soldier leading into it mm. you have all of the um you're speaking to sense of divide in the age of ultron plus you have the introduction of wanda and vision and then you have ant as well so when everyone's interacting you're like oh yeah like, that's really fresh i understand and, like hawkeye resigns at the yeah. end at the end of avengers so does tony and so does thor like people step down and the other great thing about civil war that a lot of people either don't realize or seem to forget is that this is the only comic book movie i can think of where the villain wins like, the villain's plan works. Like, at the end of the film, mm. he literally, like, he says, like, you know, I knew I could never kill them. Yeah. You know, was, I was never going to be able to, like, I'm just a man. I never going to kill the Avengers. But if I could get them to kill themselves, mm. then that would be just we'll as tear good. tear each other apart, yeah. And, like, yeah, the Avengers, like, are done. Like, at the end of that film, like, Cap's, like, doesn't have a shield and he's on the run. Like, everyone on his side is on the run. Like, Tony's not an Avenger anymore either. It's, like, everyone's kind of gone into hiding. Like, mm. there's, there's no Avengers, mm. so... I think it was really clever and like really well done and really subtle as well. Like they didn't have to have a big bad. Like you never have a big CGI monster or like yeah, that's right. someone in a suit. You just have like a mm. normal guy who just wanted some justice for what happened to his family. Yeah. Um. So all that being said, um, how many? What are we gonna rate this one out of? This is always the hardest part trying to find something. How many little red vials of disease? From the start of the movie? Sure. Was I don't it was know a what disease? Yeah. Well, let's say little red vials. Let's say little red vials. Little red vials. Um, I'm tearing myself between lowering my score from of Winter Soldier to 7 and giving this a 7.5, or whether or not I should just give this a, like a 7.8. It's entirely up to you. I know. Um, you go first. Uh, I'm giving mine nine, nine out of ten. Little red vials. Yeah. I, I love it. I don't like it as much as Winter Soldier, um, just from a story point of view. I think Winter Soldier is more is a lot more solid. But the spectacle of this and the ballsiness of this, like, I think I like it a little bit better than Winter Soldier. 
just because of that airport fight scene. It's mm. awesome and... Um, giant man. Giant man and stuff like that. So for giant man and that airport scene, but nothing else, I'm giving it a 7.7 7 recurring. <laughs> And dead silence for the podcast. Sorry, I was just writing it. Um, cool. So the, the last few you didn't watch, so I'll just blaze through them quickly. And I watched all of them today, actually, except for one of them, which I watched on a plane. Um, Doctor Strange, I rewatched for the first time. Yep. Totally solid. Like, way better than I remember. And I didn't dislike Doctor Strange. But I remember coming out of it, and I was, like, visually stunning. Like, I didn't feel like there was a lot of substance, but I thought visually, like, it's one of the prettiest movies they've made. Mm. Um but rewatching it, like I think it's like there's a real like sympathetic chord with Stephen Strange once he redeems himself and like he's you know he's kind of crippled and then redeems himself and like devotes his life to you know the Mystic Arts as opposed to just being like a famous surgeon. Um, really entertaining. Uh, I think the villains are cool. I love Dormammu. Like I could not believe. I still can't believe they put Dormammu as the first villain or in any Marvel film at all. Like he's such an a weird character and like such a like kind of complex character and just like so bizarre to use but this was the film to do it because it's literally like a living magic eye puzzle like yeah um Bendy Cumberbatch is great um Tilda Swinton as the age, ancient one is so good like really really good I know people kind of complained that it was whitewashing and like it was meant to be an old Asian man not a young-ish white woman but uh, I'm totally okay she kind of looks Asian Sure. I'm totally okay with that casting. I, I think the whole cast is really, really good. Um, there's some really great humour in there, especially once he gets the cape, and the cape kind of interacts with things and, mm. um, and whatnot. Uh, also, we get another Infinity Stone. Um, and, like, there's some really good... Like, the stakes are really good. Like, it's, it's like a world-ending type movie um, kind of hidden in, like, a in an origin story. Like, it's such a big idea for, like, the introduction of a character. But, um, but I really dug it, so I'm going to give it 8 full body braces out of 10. Um, do you want to give it... A... I can't really remember it. I would say don't review it then, yeah. like, if you can't remember it. Because um, that was one we were like, I don't need to say that again. But yeah. um, after watching it, I can honestly say like I really dug it. Um, the next thing I watched was Guardians 2. Uh, now, I remember coming out of the cinema last time, because we watched the first one right before. And I was like, huh... That was okay. Like, I didn't hate it, but I was like, it feels like it's part of a bigger story. It feels like it's kind of incomplete, and it felt like it was relying way more on humour than story. That's how yeah. I felt the first time coming out. I rewatched it today, and first of all, like, it is maybe the most beautiful film they've made. Like, mm. out of all the visuals, like, once you get to, like, Ego's Planet, yeah. and all the, the space-time jumping and yeah. everything else, like, just gorgeous. Um, and I will say this, like, because the first Guardians always makes me cry. Like... Mm. I guess, like, unless I'm in a crowd, like, I love going to the cinema and sharing, part of me, the experience with you and, like, just the audience and stuff, but the way I watch most of my movies is by myself, um, and that's when I have the most emotional connection to it. The third act of this film had me in tears, like, from the most, for most of it, like, there's so much, like, the Gamora and Nebula stuff is Mm. so beautiful, like, and even Yondu, like, in his sacrifice and whatnot, like, when the first time I was like, yeah, that's kind of weird. But this time around, like, it hit me. I was like, oh, that's that's really, really good. Like, mm. when the Ravagers come out and, like, do the funeral and whatnot. Um, and I agree with you. I think it has the most heart. Like, this is the most 
out of all the Marvel films, this one has the most heart. Mm-hmm. Like, there are some that get close. Like, Captain America, the first Avenger, I think, is, like, deceptively full of heart. Like, when he jumps on the grenade. Yeah. And, like, how he just stands up to the little guys. So, so I, I definitely like to say that. But this film is just... It's all about family and, like... I remembered, actually, because I watched the making of when the Blu-ray came out. And I remember James Gunn said, you know, we use this song by Fleetwood Mac called The Chain in it. And it's kind of about... Um, the idea is it's about people in love and how, like, can they stay together or, like, are we just staying together because we're bound together, this kind of thing. Is that that, if you don't love me now... Bang. Yeah, that's the one. And he goes, we use it twice in the film and the first time is when the Guardians split for the first time and, like, it seems like everything's rocky. And then we bring it back together when it's like, no, everything's going to be fine. And, like, I remember that and it got me going. I was like, oh, my God, like... Yes, yeah. I see that now. Like it's, mm. um, so I think it's way better than than I first realized. I'm so glad I rewatched it because last year, obviously, I was watching, you know, all those movies. I didn't really give anything a second chance. So yeah. Guardians didn't get a second viewing. Um, but it's way, way better than I remember it. So um, I'm going to give it 8.5 Taser Faces out of 10. Nice. I um, you watched, watched the- that first little bit. Um, I, from what I remember, I'm not a, the massivest fan of the whole ego stuff. Mm. I really like that first bit of the movie. The second bit of the movie, I, I, from what I remember, I didn't mm. really like as much. Um, so I'm going to give it, um, a 7.8. 7.8. So it's a little bit higher. Nice. Than, um, what's its face? Winter Soldier? Yes. Um, interesting to point out, we actually ranked, we both ranked it lower than the first Guardians. But, um, but only by a little really? bit. Really? Oh, no, yeah, no, yeah. no, yes, because yeah. I like the first Guardians better. Yeah, well, it's interesting, because when I got to the end of it, I'm like, do I like this more than the first one? It took me a long time. I was like, no, there's a little bit of a difference in the first one, just because yeah, the first one's like almost perfect. Yeah. Um, and then I watched Spider-Man: Homecoming. Oh, you watched it without me. You said you'd sit. You watched it. You said you watched it so many times you didn't care. Oh, but I want to watch it again. That's okay. I That's literally told right. you I was going to watch Spider-Man. So yeah, I know, but it just didn't. It just didn't register yeah. with me. Yeah, I could watch it again. Like no, it's, that it's good. okay. Um, it's. It's so good. It's so good. It's so good. Like it's so good. The it's opening, just awesome. Like the, I think it's one of the best villains. That opening with the villain is a great idea because he's not a villain when the film opens. Like you understand his motivations. You can see like he's been hurt by Tony Stark and by the yeah. government and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, then we jump into that Spider-Man theme song from the '60s or whatever, like the or the '90s, you know, the stern, mm-hmm. like the yeah. the, core, the string version of it. And then we have the the video camera footage of him in Civil War. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then, like, it just kicks off from there. And, like, Ned is one of the best characters they've ever I had. love Ned. So good. Like, just I the... love it when he's like, what you doing? What we're doing tonight? What we're doing? We're building the Lego. Yeah. He's, like, the ultimate best friend. Like, just full yeah. of heart. Like, and, like, he exact he acts exactly the same way I imagine someone would if they found out their best friend was a superhero. Yeah. Um, the... The twist, like, I mean, all these films have had twists, but, like, that twisted with the vulture at the yeah, end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that car scene is still, like, so tense. Like, even though I knew it was coming, I just sitting there, I'm like, oh, my God, like, he's got to get out of here. Like, he's got to go go be Spider-Man. Um, the Iron Man stuff is not over the top at all. Like, it's just perfectly balanced. Um, 
Just, yeah, everything. I remember the, the one thing I was worried about going into the second time is I remember, like, in the theatre, I was like, oh, that scene where he's in the warehouse where he's, like, he gets trapped. I remember that going on for a bit long, and I was like, oh, that's going to be... That's going to be, like, the only part I'm not really, like, looking forward to because it's going to drag on a bit. But no, it's fine. Like, it totally, yeah. like, it runs quicker than I remember. Um, it's just It's just fun. And it's nice to see, like, the character handled well. Like, even though I like all the Spider-Man movies, like, this one feels like... I think letting him play in the rest of the universe is, like, the best thing for him. Like, letting him know about the Avengers. Yeah. And so, like, one of the things I love about Ant-Man is when he's like, I think we should call the Avengers. So, like... Yeah. Because a lot of the films, for the longest time, weren't really acknowledging each other. They're kind of... Yeah, Very no, that's right. briefly hinting. And it just goes to show how famous the Avengers are becoming. Mm. That, scene, that bank robbery scene as well, where it's yeah, like, hey, yeah, you're yeah. not the real Avengers. <laughs> yeah. Um... So, oh, we didn't get, I can't remember the exact quotes because it's been a little while, but he's like, you know, no, oh, we didn't get to meet last time or yeah. something like that. Um, uh, I love all the Aunt May stuff, like how people are constantly like, hitting on her and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Marissa Tomei, Jerry. Yeah. Uh, I could have been going out with an Oscar winner. It's just solid. Like, I've, I've got no criticisms. Like, yeah. it's not, a, it's still not a 10 for me, mm-hmm. but it's, it's so good. Like, it's just great. Um... So what are we rating it out of? Uh, Lego... Death Stars? Death Stars. Of course, Lego Death Stars. So I'm going to rate this uh, 9 out of 10 Lego Death Stars. Oh, really? So less than... What did you rate? 9.5? Winter Soldier. You're rating it less than Winter Soldier? Are you insane? It's... What is wrong with you? (laughs) I'm not even joking. Like, what is wrong with you? I just think there's like there's some fat that can be trimmed. That's all. Like, I'll say and this. And you want to be a director? I'm gonna say this about Spider-Man: Homecoming and Winter Soldier. They're both pretty much the same length. They're both pretty much the same length in time, like in terms of like running time. And Spider-Man, there's a little bit like they could have made that for about two hours. Same with Guardians too. Like, it's a little bit too too long. Like, they don't need it to be that long. Just because they, you know, have the freedom to do that. So, so you're marking it down because of the length. Not because of the length, because it's like overfluffed. Like they could have cut some stuff out. That's all. What could they have cut out? I can't James? point where the cuts are, but it just feels like a little bit bloated in areas. That's all. It's my opinion. Mm. Well, I'm. I don't. It. I don't do mine in point twos and threes and fours. I'm but... rate. Well, I'm not gonna rate it a point whatever because I'm giving it ten. I know you. I I figured you probably would still give it a ten. That's fine. Like, I don't think like nine's not a bad score. It's still like one of my favorite Marvel films. That's true. Nine's not a bad score. It's still. I just can't believe it's less than Winter Soldier. Of all the films we just reviewed. It's the second highest. It's equal with the first Guardians. It's fun. It's wholesome. It's so much more satisfying than Winter Soldier. But you have Winter to remember... Winter Soldier is so... Like, you come out of the movie and you're like, yeah. You come out of Spider-Man and you're like, yes. You have to remember that we're aggregating the scores as well. So once Nick gets back, we get his scores. And Nick's going to agree with me. Probably. And that's fine. That means Spider-Man's boosted up. Like, it's just... That's good. The, the good thing about it. Like, he might not like... He might not like Winter Soldier as much as I do either. He might drag it down. So you might yeah. find that like Spider-Man still is ranked higher. That's true. That's true. Um, I just can't believe that I've married you. A <laughs> traitor. Uh, and the last film that we watched, um, which I didn't, I watched about a month ago now, was Thor Ragnarok. Yes. Um, I didn't bother re-watching it because I watched it on the plane. Um, and I felt 
after that, like, I'd had enough Ragnarok for a while. Like, I didn't love it in cinemas. I liked it more than you did. I remember that. Um, but I think the Thor franchise is the weakest of all the, the franchises they've done so far. Like, of all the trilogies, is the weakest one. Like, every single film has Which a... Which is a shame, because in terms of comic books, it's my favourite one out of... I mean, I haven't read the others, mm. to be fair. But, but um, it definitely, be it definitely I think, out of all the comic books, before you were into these movies or watching them, it was the easiest crossing for you because like, yes. oh it's mythology and yeah. like, it's gods yeah, and stuff um, I just think that no one's quite knows how to handle the character like, the first one like has a problem with the villain like Loki's great but he's never really established as like a threat he's more like mm-hmm. it, it has issues and the second one obviously has issues as well and this one again like it just feels like they're overcompensating and therefore again not really I guess Hell is the villain but I feel like I just feel like they all have issues yes um, so I don't really need to, we, we already reviewed Ragnarok a while ago. I still really enjoyed it. Um, I watched a pretty heavily censored version, which is crazy because it's not like it's a dirty film. Um, but they did blank out the line, piss off ghost. It just said off ghost. <laughs> yeah. Um. I just feel like the general feeling that I get from that movie is, uh, the same feeling that you have when you're at a place. Uh, let's say it's like a Christmas party or um, a work function or something like that. And everybody has this joke that you are not in on. Okay, yeah. And so um, you can tell it's a funny joke, but you don't find it that funny because you're not you weren't, you're not part of it. Yeah. You weren't there to experience it. Mm. So it's like when you come home and you're like, oh, Tina, this really funny thing happened. And you tell me the story, and I'm like, ah, ha, ha, ha. That sounds funny. I can, I, can, I can see how it's funny, yeah. but I don't find it funny as you do, and that's what I think Thor Ragnarok is. I think I don't find it as funny as the people who are in the movie and mm. who've made the movie, because when they call cut, they go, oh, wouldn't it be great if we involved this joke into it? Mm. That would be so funny. So I really feel like it's a movie for... Chris Hemsworth mm. and Kate Winslet. Is it Kate Winslet? Kate Blanchett. Kate Blanchett and the director. Yeah. I don't really feel like it's a movie for me. Yeah, that's fair enough. Look, um, I think most people seem to do pretty, pretty okay with that film. For me, I do realize I love the visual style of that opening scene. Which yes. Is fantastic. Um, yes. I love. Um, which is where I'm torn. The ravage. I don't know the ravages. The um, Sakaar and play, like, is it Sakaar? Yeah, Sakaar. Where like the tournament is and stuff. Like, I love yeah. all that stuff. The thing that really lets me down is the slapstick humor. Like, I don't mind the jokes. I think the jokes are, I think the jokes were pretty funny and stuff for the most part. But like him throwing the ball and like copping back in the face. Yeah. Like the the amount of times he gets tased is crazy. Like yeah. I thought it was only a few times. When I wrote it, I'm like, he gets tased so much. Yeah. Um and then like the Hulk Prattfall thing, like where he jumps out and he hits the bridge and then like transforms later. Yeah. I saw that coming, I was like, Yeah, like it's fine. Like yeah. I get it. But um I think most of the scripted jokes or like the the dialogue-driven jokes, like there's a lot of good stuff in there, like the, the sun's getting low, big guy. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, um, like and that still like, is really heartbreaking. I still don't think Hella should be making jokes. Yeah, it's... it's That's quite jarring. Like, there's the same issue I have with Justice League, where I'm like, Batman shouldn't be smiling like a moron. Like, yeah. Um, like, he's a dark character. But that's fine. Like, um, I think my score stays the same. So, what I don't know what we ranked it out of last time, but I guess... My know. score needs to stay the same because I haven't seen it. We'll say we'll say broken Mjolnirs. Yeah. Um, and I'm giving it eight out of ten broken Mjolnirs. Yeah. 
Oops. Cool. I'm giving it whatever I gave it last time, so I'll have to do some research after this. Um, okay. Well, let's just give it a placeholder of like eight for now, and then we can come back to it. Um, cool. So that... well, we also did watch something else as well that's not Marvel related, but maybe we'll save that for another episode. Yeah, we've been going. This is a long one. Um, plus, I want to talk about Infinity War a little bit before we go. So. That's it. That's the road to Infinity War. We've watched them all. Well, I've watched them all, and you've watched most of them. Which is, I'm pretty proud of how much you watched. Because I remember going in, and you're like, I'm getting kind of sick of superhero films. <laughs> so the fact that you watched as many as you did, I was... Yeah, um, that wasn't me. I was channeling, um... um with James, yeah, Cameron. James Cameron. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm like, has everyone's got Avengers fatigue? I'm really yeah. getting <laughs> fatigue of Avengers. Um, so going to Infinity War, we know a little bit, but not a lot. What is your, I guess, hype for the movie? We're going to say it tomorrow. It says okay, Wednesday. So here's what I think is going to happen. Um, I think that um, there, uh, so the the Iron y side. The, I feel like there's an Iron Man-y side and there's a Captain American-y side mm. because they're still they're still in Civil War, sort mm-hmm. of thing like that. Um, I feel like. Something needs to happen in order to bring the Guardians down to Earth. Mm-hmm. And so Peter's going to be like, oh my god, we're like coming back to my home planet, and blah, blah, mm. blah. And then obviously, like somehow, Iron Man meets up with the Guardians and stuff like that. I think they're going to find out about something's going on. I think Cap's going to find out that something's going to be going on. And then somebody has to be the medium in between. I'm mm. thinking maybe Black Widow. Mm-hmm. Sort of thing like that. It's kind of like the medium that's in between. Um, but I think what's going to happen is is that um, I think it's going to be like a two-pronged attack and the two sides don't know that they're pronging the attack until yeah. halfway through. Well, it looks like, based on the trailers, um, it looks like there's three locations that we've seen. There's probably more, but we've yeah. three. There's Titan, which is the planet where Thanos is from, and that's where we see the Guardians and Spider-Man and Iron Man in space. Yeah. Then there's New York, where we've seen Iron Man and Doctor Strange and stuff. And then there's Wakanda, where we've seen like all of Cap's team. Yeah. And Black Panther stuff. I think what's probably going to happen... It, well, apparently it's very... like This isn't even a spoiler, like, in as much as... like I didn't hear it this week, I heard it ages ago. Apparently it's Thanos' story, so he's quite possibly like, the main character. Like, it's going to be okay. a lot more following Thanos, which I'm cool with. Like, cause that's a character we haven't really dealt with before. Um, but I think what's probably going to happen is we saw in the trailer that like Thor like hit the windscreen of the the spaceship, like the Guardian oh, spaceship. Yes. So I, if I had to guess, I think we're going to pick up right where we left in Thor Ragnarok, where um, their ship was stopped, like stopped in front of that huge one, which is Thanos' ship. I think we're going to see some interaction there. I think we're probably going. to... My own theory is I think we're going to lose Loki. I think Loki's done. Aww. He's been gone. He's been around for a while. I think we're going to lose Loki. And he wants to go for a war. <laughs> and then I think um, Thor and Hulk are going to be sent uh, in... Well, Thor ends up with the Guardians, obviously. I think Hulk can be sent like a different direction. And that's where we see him on Earth with Tony Stark and stuff. Yeah. And I think maybe news of that sends Cap and that out of hiding and they go to Wakanda. That's kind of what I think might happen, so... And they go to Wakanda. Well, they are. They do in the trailer. Like, in the trailers... Well, I'm thinking that maybe they're in hiding already in Wakanda. Well, that's true, because at the end of Civil Civil Mm. War, he drops Bucky off there. So, Mm. maybe Cap's coming back to get Bucky. Okay. Um, I don't know. What's your excitement level? Like, after after all this... I'm pretty excited. Like, I'm expecting it to be the fucking be-all and end-all 
you know, the move, the the Avengers movie to end all Avengers movies. That's yeah. what I'm expecting. Because if this is what we've been building towards mm. for like ten years, ten years mm. it better mm. not be like How I Met Your Mother. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? If there's a <laughs> How I Met Your Mother ending, I'm mm. gonna be pretty fucking pissed. Well, we can. I don't think Marvel would do. I am. Um, I'm, tr- I'm, I'm trying to lower my expectations a little bit because I know that quite often, in, especially in the last couple of years. I've gone to a Marvel film and I've come out maybe less uh, happy than I thought it would be because my expectations were so high. With the exception of Spider-Man, Spider-Man, I could not be more hyped for, and I came out yeah. and I was like, "That was incredible! I can't believe mm-hmm. that was still so good." Who's directing this one? The same guys that did Civil War and Winter Soldier, which is the guys who did Community, Community and Arrested yeah. Development. Cool. Um, and you have to remember as well, this isn't the last Avengers film. There is another one. And originally it was meant to be Infinity War Part 1 and Part 2, and now it's just called Infinity War. So, no one really knows if the next one is a Thanos one as well. I would have to say it's probably going to be. Like, why would you build up to this huge character, this huge villain, and then knock him out in a two and a half hour film? I feel like... Well, it depends on... I reckon the movie's going to start, like... There can't be any setup in the movie. It literally has to start straight away. Oh no! I think like we're gonna. I think the first scene will be with Thanos. Mm. Um, like I think Kevin Feige said like a while ago, who's like, you will understand why Thanos is the worst character in the, like, the most evil character in the in the universe in the first fifteen minutes. Like he's yeah. gonna do so many horrible things. Yeah. But that being said, like, I don't know what it is. Like if Loki survived five movies, like he survived against the Avengers. He wasn't like vanquished, he was just like sent back to Asgard. I want him to survive. I love Loki. Mm. I feel like Thanos, like, and it's not just Thanos, he has the Black Order as well, which is like his four children. Mm. So I think like, it's um, Proxima Midnight, Ebony Moore, Corvus Glaive, and the other one I can't never remember. But um, there's this cool, like, alien look. There's that guy yeah. who kind of like Snape a little bit, like this Snape alien, I don't remember. I don't remember. Um, I've only seen the trailer like twice. Yeah. I'm not like you. Yeah, I watched it a few times. Yeah. Um, well, okay, Loki aside, do you think anyone will die in this film? If so, who do you think it will be? <sighs> Listen, I don't want anyone to die. Mm. Except Bucky. I don't think it's going to... Oh, I mean, it might. He better fucking die. I don't think he will. And I swear to God, when he dies, when he dies, You'll not cheer. if he dies, I'll be dancing on his fucking grave. <laughs> I think... If anybody cries when he dies, I'll punch them in the face. No, um, no, that's all right. Everybody, anybody else is allowed to have their opinions of Bucky. I mean, they're wrong. But they're <coughs> have it. Um, I really hope Iron Man's not going to die, but at the same time, like you've said it a few times, and you've kind of gotten that idea into my head, and really, like, I don't think he'll die in this one. After, like, what else does Tony have to live for? I think if Tony dies, he'll die in four. Okay. Unless he dies in this one, and then there's like an AI life model which appears in the fourth one. Yeah. But to me, that feels like a bit of a cop out. I'd rather. Um. Mm. I don't see how Vision is going to survive without the stone in his head. Well, some of I honestly it, yeah. don't see how. Unless work. like he can. Unless he turns back into Ultron. Well, there's that which I I, I have. There's that theory, but I also wonder whether maybe he'll. But then just, that's still him dying anyway. Maybe he'll just be an android without powers. Like yeah. Maybe he'll just go into like. He was just kind of more human. I think dispose in terms of like disposable people. Mm. I think like Scarlet Witch. Like, what can she really? I think Scarlet Witch is going to survive. She's still pretty new, and like, if if um, 
Marvel get the X-Men back, which is what it yeah, sounds like. Yeah, but I like. mean, they introduced Quicksilver and they got rid of him in a movie. Yeah, but I think there's more you can do with her, like, because in the comics, like, she's teamed up with Doctor Strange and stuff as oh, well. Okay. Oh, I think right. she has, and, like, also, like, we're losing, I think, a lot of our main core people. I think Hulk's probably going to be gone by the fourth movie, I think. can't kill Hulk, though. How does he die? Or do you reckon he's just going to leave? Well, he died in the recent Civil War 2 comics, Hawkeye, because um, I was worried who's going to be a th- like They got this like premonition who's going to be a threat. So they got, went around and um, Bruce Banner had designed this arrow for Hawkeye. I was like, if, if, if you know, everything's going to go green again, shoot me with it. Like I won't be able to jump the Hulk and just kill me. Like He designed mm. it. I don't think they'll kill him, but I think maybe... I think he'll step aside. I think he'll go, I can't do this anymore, yeah. and then just gets out. Um, I think if people, I think if characters gonna die, I think Gamora, not Gamora, sorry, Nebula. I think Nebula dies. Oh yeah. Um, because we don't need her. Well, if Rocket dies, oh my god, I, don't think, I will be shattered inside. I don't me. think Rocket dies because there's because... too many opportunities for like for the like like you could do a Rocket and Groot spinoff like yeah. so easy. I think Nebula dies because I just watched the two Guardians films and she's so hell bent on defeating Thanos, but she keeps talking about how she was never good enough. Like every time, like he would make them fight. Nebula defeating Thanos. No, she's, she wants to defeat Thanos. So she wants to kill him. I'm saying the blue she, one. Yes. Karen Gillan. Yeah. She's, no, she's the one who's like, I love Thanos. He's no, no. Dad. No, if you, well, you didn't watch Guardians 2. Like, okay, the, I didn't finish it, yeah. Um, and, even, and in Guardians 1 even, like, she's, when she's with Ronan, she's like, you have an Infinity Stone, if you want to kill my father, I want to, like, help you take a chunk. Oh, like, she hates him because they... he tortured them as children. And, like, she literally says, like... Every- oh, yeah, because she was, like, I changed all these aspects of myself to be... Well, to every be- time, the, yeah. like, he would, make, he would make her and Gamora fight, and every yeah. time Gamora won, he would change part with a rope, That's like, tear right. her yeah. apart and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, like, her her determination and, like, her, her rage will overcome her, and she'll, like, be killed. Yeah. I think Gamora goes... I don't think if any, any of our main cast really go in this film... I think the one who's going to survive to the end is Scar- um, uh, Black Widow. Yes, I think so too. I also think that maybe um, Pepper Potts goes. Mm. Um, but yeah, I d- what, what can Thanos do with the Infinity Gauntlet? Is it like destroy worlds? Anything. Okay. So like in does the- it control like matter and time? Yeah. So like, there's the six stones. There's the time stone, uh, and people have wondered whether like he'll use that. Why to- do people make stone these stones? I don't know what I don't. I think they were made by Celestials. I don't. Okay. Um, Which were the things with the the big yeah. head things? Yeah, I mm-hmm. think. Um, so the Time Stone, obviously, we saw in Doctor Strange. There's a lot of theories that maybe he'll use that to like deceive Cap. Like maybe he'll see Peggy Carter, or maybe okay. Wanda will see her dead brother. Like you can yeah. do all sorts of kind of stuff with that. Um, there's the Reality Stone, which can literally change reality. Mm. Um, the Power Stone, which can destroy things. The space stone, which I think he uses to travel, like he can just jump oh, okay, through past yeah. the galaxy, like wormhole. Yeah. So space, time, power, reality. What's the one that's inside Vision? Like the mind stone. Mind so you can use that for mind control and stuff. Yeah. Um, and there's one more. Isn't there just five? Oh, and there's a te- the tesseract. Which the tesseract is the, that's is a space stone. Oh, okay. Oh, Soul. The Soul Stone, which we haven't seen yet, which is why I forgot about oh, it. Oh, okay. Um, which a lot of people think maybe is what gave the Vibranium its power. Like, they think maybe that big mountain in Black Panther in Wakanda. Oh, so Stone... do you reckon, like, if the Soul Stone is controlled by Thanos, he can control Vibranium? 
I don't know whether he can. Well, I think that I don't know if he can control vibranium. I think it's more that like that's what created like just just the energy of it. Of an Infinity Stone was so powerful it kind of imbued. I don't think it necessarily has anything to do with vibranium. Because I was going to say, like, then might render Cap's shield. Yeah. Well, pointless. he doesn't have that shield. He's got those weird yeah. pointy ones now. But also, like, he's like ripping apart Thanos' hand, mm. sort of thing. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, you can do pretty much anything. Like in the comics, like he snapped his finger and half of all living creatures in the entire universe disappeared. Mm. Like he did that. He like, like just. Like he re- like just built like he like like built this weird palace in space and like mm. he put like prison bars around here. He does like those weird things like because mm. in comics you can do silly things like that. That's why yeah. I won't go with the prison bars or the space palace. But I don't know, might, um, I don't know. but there was even that joke, uh, well, not joke, but there was that line in one of the trailers where Gamora's like um, he could do he could get rid of you know half yeah, the world like that. And, you know, like that. Yeah, that's what it was a nod mm. to. So. So yeah, so the movie is out. It is 100% out right now. We haven't seen it yet. I'm going to try and upload this. I probably won't go up tonight. Now I'll probably go up tomorrow morning, Thursday morning. Um, and then we'll have a review. I reckon we'll probably do a review before the weekend's up and get that out of the way as well. I'm super excited. I've got to lower my expectations because I'm worried that I'm going to get too excited for it. But <laughs> at the same time, it sounds like people, like some people have tweeted about it already. People are, seem to be digging it for the most part. Like I haven't seen anything like, and not even like, oh, it was pretty good. Like people are like, they, they, they're not going to the park. So yeah. hopefully they will. We have a gold class session to go to, so I'm very excited. Yes. Um, do you ha- Then once that's done, it's going to be a little bit lighter than comic book stuff on the show for a while. Like, there's, there's the Deadpool movie coming out, and there's some other... Like, it's never light on comic book <coughs> stuff on this show. It's true, but it's not going to be anywhere this near... It's basically a comic book show. Yeah, but we talk about this as well. We talked about Quiet Place for a long time, but... Now that Infinity War is over and we don't know what the fourth Avengers film is, it's going to be a little bit lighter, especially on Marvel, I think. Unless everyone's just like, Infinity War was amazing! <laughs> we'll talk about it some more. Um, <coughs> but I think that's going to do it for this week's uh, episode of Past and Remote. Do you have anything you want to say before we head off? No, I do not. Other than um, on my beauty channel, I will be um, posting up some very... Videos very, very soon uh, because I have hauls from Primark, a lot of Harry Potter things. Nice. So if you're interested in any Harry Potter stuff, um, some videos will be coming up soon. And that is on Tina's Hair and Beauty. Cool. Um, you can find me on all social media at jamescharmer 7 I haven't really tweeted or Instagram much at all since I've been home because I've just been tired and just trying to like watch these movies and do other stuff as well. Yeah. Um, I was going to write articles today for the website, but... Time just got away from me. And I've been reading as well. You need like, the time stone. Oh, you know it. Or a time turner. Well, um, those all got destroyed. That's true. Well, the, because we all know that Cursed Child is not verbatim. It's not canon. It's not mm. canon. Um, so there's not much up there at the moment in my social media, but there will be. I'm sure... Um, I don't know. I'm sure I'll get back into it soon. I think the last thing I posted on Instagram was like a photo of all the Blu-rays I bought while I was overseas. Yeah, um, nice. But we'll get there again. I'll put up photos of Loki or something. My dog, not the Asgardian god. Uh-huh. Um, I'll post up photos of the Asgardian god. Sure. Um, you can also follow Nick at, at Owenovsky. I still don't think he's really posted anything, but follow him anyway because he's a nice guy. We'll get him on the show again soon. We're also closing in on episode 50. Like This is episode 41, I think. So we're almost uh, wow, there you go. half a century. Loki is a really cute stretch. <laughs> um, that's going to do it. Um, say goodbye, I guess, Tina. See you later. See you on the other side of Infinity War. That's it. I'm James Chalmers. See you next time.